You're listening to a one-shot actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for all our actual play campaigns and one-shots. Welcome to the Happy Jacks RPG Network. I'm Chris. I'm Eli. I'm Pooja. I'm Rose. I'm Nick. Thank you for joining us. And this is our inaugural. This is our, our inaugural re re showcasing of the one shot Saturdays. Back together That's again awesome. for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time I've run a game in, 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 well, it's not a new studio anymore, but to me it's new. Uh, so this is really awesome in here. Today, we are going to play D&D without the D&D. We're using Dungeon Caster to run the OG Temple of Elemental Evil campaign. OG means old guy. Uh, yeah. Correct. The yes. old guy. In this circumstance, yes. I mean. <laughs> Original gamer? <laughs> Original gaming. Uh, Temple of Evil. And, and it's actually torn from the pages, folks. So you, you, will, you will see some classic stuff here. Um, and we're using Dungeon Caster, which is... Uh, my promotional effort here to wave a book. Now, at what the camera. is Dungeon Caster? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you Rose. It's a game for fantasy. Well, we're going to play it, so you'll see. Now, um, let's go around the table because we've already picked our, our characters. Uh, Eli, what are you playing? I'm playing, I guess, a dwarf fighter. You don't sound very certain about that. I'm playing a dwarf fighter. It's better. Awesome. What's their name? Yeah. Come back to me, please. <laughs> Something unbelievably Scottish, I'm assuming. Yeah. We lean into all the tropes here at Happy Jacks. <laughs> what else do we have at the table? I am playing a... Uh, I'm assuming a human ranger. And her name is Manasri. B-A-N-A-S-R-I. Ah. Perfect. What do we have with Rose? You're playing a cleric, right? Yep, I'm playing a halfling cleric uh, named Sarah Hollyhorn. Uh, she is a cleric of the Raven Queen. Fun, fun. Oh, okay, so really nice and sweet. Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what she does for work and what her personality is like, completely different. Fair. Uh, I am playing an elf mage who goes by McFadden. That's Take not my, his, that's not his real name, because names have power. But that's the name you can call him is McFadden. McFadden. Fadden. Oh, Fadden. That makes more sense. <laughs> like, all right. No, I'm trying a little bit more seriously than that. <laughs> we have uh, all right. Well, we have an, an eclectic group of adventurers, and we are uh, we're just going to jump right in. I mean, there's no. There's no like, introduction here. We're just going to start in media res as you are all taking cover underneath stone pews of a temple. It's a decrepit, ruined old temple. And there is a sea of fire just bellowing over the top of your head. And that is coming from uh, some culty looking like guy who is wearing black robes and has just unleashed hell. And behind him is a staircase going down into the darkness where a whole bunch of these other black robed figures are running up with alarm. 
So I have a couple questions I want to ask you all about this. Oh, my character's name is Mads. That's oh. the first one that came to my mind. All right. I like it. You all picked M names, and now I'm feeling out of place. I mean, my name starts with a B, so. Oh, I cannot hear, apparently. <laughs> Me neither. I think I spelled it way super wrong. I, I am sure I spelled it wrong. <laughs> oh, it's right here in front of me. Sorry, guys. Oh, that was close. How's it spelled? B-A-N-A-S-R-I. Okay. We have a situation as you are all huddled underneath this fire. The, uh, uh, the, the person who cast this fireball also has a pet raven, which is almost half his size, swooping in and landing on his shoulder. That raven leaps off of his shoulder and comes at somebody who has to now defend themselves from the raven. Who is it that gets attacked by the raven? I'll be attacked. Right. Oh, ah. Rose, Rose, Rose raised her hand first. Oh, I, I didn't do the nose goes first, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is Rose. The, um, well, I should say Sarah. Mm. So Sarah is suddenly attacked by this giant raven. This flashback in this moment as we get a mm -hmm. freeze frame of Sarah dealing with talons. So she is walking through a thorny, weedy, desolate hill outside of the village Nolb, which I think I'm pronouncing correctly. It is with a Midwest accent, so there's probably some sort of flair you need to put on the L in there. But that village is home to a bunch of swashbuckling pirates. Well, Sarah's friends with one, or apparently walking with one, and that pirate points up to the hills and says, whatever you do, do not go up there. None of our crew goes up there. Do not go up there. Everything is happening because of that place. So that happens to Sarah. I have another question. Who fails to overcome the one person that just threw this fireball into the room? Ooh, I'll take a fireball to the face. Okay, you got the fireball <laughs> to the face. So you're on fire. And uh, there is this wizard who is probably your match, or maybe even, I don't know, better than you? How long have you been doing this anyway? Hundreds of years. Okay, so he's been doing it for longer than that. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so we're going to do a flashback for you. You're in Hamlet. This is a city that is, well, it's a city. It's a village. They call it a city. Not too far away. And you are in this really this rabidly violent tavern. And, and there's this calamity happening behind you. And you are perfectly poised, sitting at a table with another wizard. And you're quiet, quietly talking to each other, somehow able to communicate with this noise around you. And he says to you, Years ago, the temple of elemental evil rose in these lands and obliterated our entire society. It was only because we were saved by an army from the north that they didn't destroy us entirely. The Luna crushed them. But they didn't truly. Remnants remain. And there's a new evil there. 
you must find whatever adventurers you can find, the best that you can find, to put down this evil before it destroys us all. So I'd like to take a moment and observe that this party is his fault. <laughs> In fairness, I am paying for it with a fireball to the face, so... <laughs> Seems fair. Yeah. Super fair. Okay, so who tumbles into the altar trying to get away and breaks a bunch of pillars doing so? I want to see that. Is that you? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> okay. You are walking outside of the Parkour. guild house. <laughs> There's a freeze frame as the pillar's tumbling on top of you. And we have your memory now as you're walking in Homlet, outside of a guild hall. You have in one hand a golden skull that has these jewel rivets in there. There are no jewels in it, but there are rivets for jewels. And that's in one hand. In the other hand, the big bag of gold and there's probably a smile on your face. But you've been given instructions from this benefactor that you have got to go to the Temple of Elemental Evil. Find the elemental jewels, put them in this skull, and destroy it. If you don't, everything's fucked. So, just another one set? Okay. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess there's just one person left. Yeah. Um, you are the one that rallies everybody to overcome this attack. Mm -hmm. it, well, first of all, how do you do that? My character, Mads, is there due to a bet with uh mcfadden uh i feel like they've known each other for maybe 100 years that sounds right yeah uh and a little help on the bet but i think that uh there may be a long lineage of dwarves that mads come from that uh are the leaders i guess but Mads is not necessarily like that. Like he wants to be the adventurer. Um, so I think like he has a little bit of that leadership in himself, but he really doesn't know it. But now it's the same coming into his own. Uh, so he's going to stand up while well, he is standing up on a rock to be everybody <laughs> else's height uh, after the fire goes. Guys, this is what we signed up for to help McFadden. It's not always going to be easy, and it's probably going to be hard, but this is what we're here to do. And then he turns around and faces the wizard. Okay. This is the final clash. We have a, we have a memory of yours. You had a bad dream last night. Okay. And in, in that classic sort of, uh, uh, as you're rolling <laughs> on your back, sleeping in the ground, you are descending a deep staircase. And there is this large iron double door ahead of you. And this little old man comes hobbling up to the door with the cane. And then he knocks three times on the door. The door opens. And you don't know what happens, but you do know that the worst thing that has ever existed on this plane was just let out. 
and this is what you're up against. I feel like his face is definitely a no-sell. Like, he's like, he knows that stuff is going to get bad, but this is what heroes do. This is what heroes do. All right. Cool. So that, uh, uh, the, the group managed to dispatch uh, this group of cultists in this temple. Uh, why don't we go uh, around and see what, what that looks like? What mm -hmm. happens with this threat? We have all of these cultists coming up from the stairs. The stairs are where you're heading. There are ruins around you. Things are a little bit on fire still. You were confronting this wizard. Mm -hmm. What happens? I think Mads tried to hit the raven as it went by, but it was flying too high. So, uh, and then I think that through the years of knowing uh, McFadden, he knows that wizards sometimes need like components. Uh, to be able to do their spells and i think uh one of the things he does is throws his axe to um remove the components from his hands which is also removing the hands from his forearms <laughs> so what you're saying effect. is you're disarming the wizard yes <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so yeah so i don't know if anybody else wants to take the killing blow but that's how the i guess the melee well, starts yeah, spraying around yeah <laughs> screaming but the, uh, how do you handle the raven oh i have that oh you yeah. have the raven i'm sorry uh yeah because i look at it and i go i'm pretty sure this is blasphemy and then my <laughs> eyes go black <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm going to cast uh speak with animals and basically explain to the raven that first of all you, you are a holy animal of my religion and that i can't harm you and also you're working with cultists which is it's just not cool. Um, and and really what you should be doing is, um, I was about to say a thing that I'm pretty sure is on our lines and veil sheet, but go deal with those cultists for me and uh, send them that way. And uh, that's, that's how we're dealing with the raven. All right, so the raven turns on the cultists and many of them flee, but we have a couple other people that have to do some final blows here. What happens? I think as I see the pillar come down and I have, you know, trip fallen, but I see it coming and I managed to like, from my, my place on the ground, it's like flip onto my side and kick out finding just the correct spot on the pillar to change its tra trajectory. So instead of falling on me, it falls away from me and, you know, on to my enemies. <laughs> and that is something you had planned the entire time. That was part of the calculus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So rubble is falling on top of of, of the uh, cultists as they're running up the stairs. What do you do? Uh, the last couple and the ones that are fleeing, I'm going to conjure a, an intense fear and infect their minds with this fear that if they don't leave and get as far away from this temple as they can, that their lives will be short, miserable, terrifying, and painful. Um, and it's going to inspire them to uh, create a, a, an artist commune rather than the, <laughs> rather than the horrible evil that they had previously dedicated themselves to. Yeah, yeah, they, they need to dismantle the hierarchy of their structure, allow freedom to emerge. Right, yeah. they just want to put a little bit of good and beauty back in the world after right. the 
terror uh, that they've that they've done so far. So we have a, a, a hard cut and then, you know, a painting. Yeah. <laughs> the Temple of Elemental Beat Poets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, like former cultist. Thank you very much. Happy little tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay. So uh, that is the last time you have narrative control without paying for it. We're going into the temple. The steps descend into darkness. The air gets heavier. Those of you that can see in the dark uh, can see. Uh, those of you that can't, it's starting to get a little hard to see. You end up in um, a dusty, cobweb-covered corridor that stretches side to side almost indefinitely. The dark vision folks can see that it does end, but very far away. And there's really nothing else in here. You have a couple of choices, though. You can go immediately to the right where another hallway goes deeper into the dungeon. Or you can keep going to the end of this corridor where there's another hallway at the end. There are these mosaics on both sides of the walls in this huge corridor that are just painted travesties. Human sacrifices. Raising from the dead, beheadings, everything you can think of, you name it. I mean, the content is just abhorrent. Uh, and it's not just that. It's not even really done that well. Like, they're they're not very talented. I, it's a small pool of people probably to draw from, or maybe the gnolls are doing it. I don't know. But it's not nice to look at in any way. So that's where you are. You know, I think I saw a better illustration of human sacrifice actually in the... In the uh... Oh, what was that? The Tomb of Horrors? Tomb of Horrors, much, much better design style. Artistry was there, you're mm -hmm. saying. They they had vision. Yeah. Ugh, these guys, they're just... Mm, they're phoning mm, it in. Amateurs. I mean, I feel like amateurs. maybe they're trying because it's like, we got to compete with the tomb as like, maybe like a visitor's thing to get more people to come die here. And it's like, our thing is really elements and not really horrors. So it's kind of like, yeah, we just throw up the general. Uh, we can have a bunch of people who are being killed by the elements. Yeah, you would think this guy's being buried in stones, and this guy is, you Burning. know, being plied with hot pokers, and somebody's drowning. I mean, obviously, whoever. <laughs> I mean, did you this. can do that anywhere. Water is everywhere. You can go drown in a lake. Wind? How are we going to do wind? I, like it's really fast. It's laying his skin off. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they could have tried harder, is all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that, or maybe their pool of talent was small. Okay, now hear me out, guys. Hear me out, guys. Artist commune. <laughs> well, dungeon well. flippers. Dungeon flippers. We take a dungeon, we take a temple of elemental evil, and we flip it, we, we put in, we take out these walls. They don't need to be here. We just want a nice open floor plan dungeon. Just, just be aware that I'm pretty sure that column is structural. <laughs> so, Are you sure, though? I mean, we'll need to get the dungeon engineer in here to double check, but, but... The dungeon brothers? <laughs> or maybe the dungeon master? <laughs> oh! We're going to have to uh, get an we, inspector we all in take, here. <laughs> take, a, take a D6 meta damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to take some harm for that one. We are, uh, oh, yeah, okay, so here we are. We're in this corridor. What do you want to do? You, you can go to the end of the corridor. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's the walls, there's the um, the near tunnel, and there's the far tunnel. So those are your two choices to go in. 
And if you look harder, you might be able to find other options in there, but that's that's what you see when you land at the bottom of the stairs. So can I uh, can I use creation to create light and uh, create a glowing orb on the top of my staff so that our friends who can't see in the dark can also see down here? Yeah, you don't even need to spend for that. That's the sort of thing you can do. Okay. You can gant off your way through. Great. Um, and th that kind of makes it worse, though. I mean, now it's... Well, what color is the ambient light? Uh, it's blue, so yeah. everything is sort of, you know... So, so suddenly the art looks like actually kind of scary, and the shadows are extremely sharp, and you swear they may be moved, but you can see. Do you want to see? Of course, knowledge mm -hmm. is knowledge is key. That's like your um, opinion. What what are the other what do our paths look like? Are we hearing anything now that we've gotten past the you know the cultists kind of up? at the top of the stairs? Like, did any of them run down here? You know, anything like that? Yeah, from what you can tell, uh, everybody that was involved in that fight are upstairs. And you can see the evidence of their tracks and the dirt down here. Uh, but it's completely quiet. It's a little too quiet. And it looks like this is not an area that's traversed very often. Uh, so you'll probably, if you want to see more information, you'll, you'll need to do some investigating. Or you can just blindly walk in. I say we blindly walk in. Nice. <laughs> By all means, Mads. <laughs> so Mads, full of his uh, his pre-speech uh, to the fight, goes walking in. Probably he's just outside. Of, well, how big is the, the cone of light, I guess? Probably goes about 30 feet ahead. All right. Basically a light cantrip. Mm -hmm. All right. So then he's probably about 30 feet ahead. Yeah, so we can see farther out. So you get to the edge of the darkness, mm -hmm. and you see more hallway. You can also just go right into a, it. Looks like in a a corridor that goes on to infinity. It it just it just goes it goes and goes and goes. If he looks, um, or you can keep going ahead. You know, kind of like uh, in like hospitals, how they have like the different lines of where you need to go. He looks kind of to see if there's anything like that. Probably not, but he's just hoping it'd be easy that way. You want to inv investigate the walls? Yeah, is his. I think one of the things he would actually be looking for is anything that reminds him of the nightmare, um, and something that kind of indicates where that thing may have come out. Because it just wasn't the two doors we just came through, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, and those were toppled and broken ruins mm -hmm. anyway. All right, so this is going to be our first roll. We're going to check out. Um, there is a threat on the table um, because there, there's something about these walls you don't know. So uh, what you're trying to do is a will roll. Uh, but there might be some sort of talents or something that can help. Also, you all can assist if you want by just giving, giving him your will die. If you do that, that means you can't use that die on this threat, but, but he gets a bit of a benny. So you pulled in your will die. Do you have any talents that apply? Probably not for a fighter. Yeah, I don't think. You're not being very tenacious. Right, I don't think I'm. All right, so I think it's just a straight. 
straight die. You can spend. Um, no, really not any disciplines for that apply either. So it's yes. just a straight die. So roll that and then uh, add it to your d20. I need, oh yeah, d20. Oh god. D20s aren't my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a five. Okay, awesome. Oh. That's perfect. Oh. I'm super good. You need to get a 10 or higher. I don't know if I told you that. You did. <laughs> and I aim to please. Nice. He just wants to demonstrate the mechanics. You know, if if okay. you fail, it's no fun. If we succeed, all of our rolls. I yep. agree. It is no fun if you succeed. So, all right. So you're you're looking at the walls of the, looking for any sort of sign of anything, particularly the doors you saw in your dream, mm-hmm. and you do see ones kind of sketched out on the wall, and uh, behind the door is doors kind of opening in the uh, in the uh, the fresco, mm-hmm. and behind that you see just this this sort of uh, a cascade of of fungus and mushrooms mm-hmm. pouring out and uh it, it looks like it's actually pouring out now it, wait it, is it moving and now there is some fungus growing on your hands and fingers mm-hmm. and the others see fungus growing on his face mm-hmm. and he's suddenly becoming infested with flesh-eating fungus it doesn't feel good Oh, it yeah. feels like uh, a really bad sunburn, and somebody mm-hmm. smacked it, and so you're in a tremendous amount of pain. Yeah, there's definitely like. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Not good. Are, are you scared? I think he is afraid and shamed. Uh... <laughs> you want to take two harm for this? <laughs> I feel like he's probably more shamed because I could see a flashback with. Um... Sarah and McFadden telling him, like, whatever you do, don't touch nothing. <laughs> and the first thing he does is like, hey, let's check out these walls. And then he starts touching it, and then that's what happens. All right, yeah, take a harm to uh, to Charisma. I'd like to go ahead and shatter oh. the wall, please. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, okay. There's obviously evil frescoes going on. Uh, <laughs> no, I have a mace. Uh, I have a mace oh, and, okay. uh, and the will to use it. All right. Um, All right. Cool. So you're gonna you're gonna attack the wall. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically like, uh, well, I could use a spell to try and figure this out, but Sarah's not like she she was brought in on faith, not on being well read. Um, and so she's like, oh, wall is obviously doing some evil magic. Let's go ahead and break it and see if that fixes things. All right, so you're, um, you're addressing the situation with force. Mm-hmm. And so I have die. a D6 in force, and then I've got a mace, which I believe uh, would the wall count on something that would be heavily armored? I'm running and trying to heavy armor. <laughs> it, like, it's, it's, it's the tool for the job. Yeah, I, it, I agree. I mean, you're okay. not going to hit it with a sword, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. definitely not. So, okay. Yeah. And All then, right. um, would my understanding of the divine be helpful in solving this problem? Uh, no, it's not coming from divinity. Mm, okay. Evil divinity. <laughs> um, okay, cool. And then, sweet. So, 2d6, and then I'll add that to my d20 roll. So, I rolled two fives, so I take a thread... Wait, no. Wrong <laughs> okay, so five plus. Oh, I, I should warn you too. I'm not warned, but help. If you want, you can spend your inspiration. You have one, even though you don't have a physical one. You have an inspiration coin. You mm-hmm. can spend that, add a d6 to your pool if you want. 
Uh, that's all right. I got a 13. Okay, that's all you need. Okay, so the fresco crumbles under your... It, again, it's bad artistry. I mean, they, they probably didn't let it dry mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. It, it just oh, crumbles. I forgot to mention, uh, Sarah is three three and a half feet tall, so she is, like, jumping to just <laughs> smash the wall. <laughs> like, overhanding. The, 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 the fresco is smashed, and so is the wall that the fresco is on. And it tumbles behind uh, what was apparently a back room that had been uh, drywalled over in a way. And again, they're not artists. And so it, it just completely crumbles. And, and behind that wall is something that has been in there a very, very long time. Uh, this thing uh, is extremely hungry and is ravenously charging you it, 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 it's one of those things where it's like what is that and, and after a while you realize it, it's probably a knoll it looks like a hyena but it's starving so it looks way monstrous and it is clawing its way out because it smells beef or something good and we have a new threat on the table good job knocking down that wall congratulations I'm going to assume that anything walled up in the Temple of Elemental Evil. <laughs> it must be good if is, they're right. If, exactly. they, if they've locked it up in the evil temple, then it's a good thing. Exactly. Um. So I'm going to throw in some of my rations. Okay. Oh, interesting. <laughs> All right, I love this. You, you laugh as if I was joking. <laughs> yeah, here's some rations. You're hungry, right? Here's a Snickers bar. This is a hangry knoll. Mm-hmm. All right, you're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you're knoll longer yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This sounds like she like a charisma role. Okay, unfortunate, <laughs> but also. I'd like to help with that if I can. Oh, sure. How are you going to help? Um, uh, Sarah obviously, like, Sarah is almost painfully typical halfling. So her bag is just full of food. Right, right. <laughs> Pies. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, she like, like, oh, meat pie. Sure. Just like, it's a, it's a null probably likes protein. Just like discus throwing pies. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can use Sarah's charisma die, which I'm assuming is a D8. Yep. Yeah. So you get a D8 in your pool. That means okay. you can't use charisma when confronting this again, but That'll that's be fine. okay. So then, if this fails, I still have my mice. <laughs> is that in? Is that with my D4 instead yeah. of my D4? Yeah, with your D4. Okay. And um. Um. Is there anything else you can, Ranger? Um, I mean, I'm a professional. I know a great deal about a religion, a history, and people. I I think there's, I think there's an argument for that. It's, it or 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 about the balance of nature and society. I mean, either one of those. You're a ranger, so you know that it's hungry, and that's basically how you're resolving the situation. So yeah, you can add a d6 for that. This is like the old Marvel comics where <laughs> why steal why steal money, Doctor Octopus, when you can have Hostess fruit pie. <laughs> Again. Okay, so that is a 9 plus 9 is 18, plus a 7 is 25, plus... Well, you take the highest one. of your pool and then add it. Okay, great. So a 9 plus 9 is 18. Okay. 
Well, that's great. That's a good roll. <laughs> so uh, it, it's still less than a 20. And what happens between 11 and 19 is that something else happens. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not a 9. I'm not smart. It's a 16. Uh, same as well, same result. <laughs> the, uh, the, the null loves the rations so much, eats all of them, loves the meat pie so much, <laughs> grabs your bag and eats everything oh. that's in there and is looking up after that's all done. And it, it's eaten all of your food. But I feel it, like Maz is in the background, like itching and being like, Ah! <laughs> so I think, uh, along with his shame, he's kind of preoccupied by what is actually happening until like probably like combat starts. Yeah. The uh, well, the um, are you talking about? Yeah, the fungus is itching. Yeah, yeah. it's but it's subsiding because. Yeah, but I still feel he's like. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the null is is satiated. I mean, this would you, you successfully roll. So, but but it eats all of your food, and I don't know exactly how hyenas show you know, their gratitude, but it kind of does like a, 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 a head nub on, on you and then just goes galloping off into the darkness, the direction you were heading. Nature is healing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's fine. You, uh, you, sur- you survived. Good job. Should we have the direction that our... Has anybody got a cream? Lately friend. friend. Or, you know, still kind of. No, all right. I, I got a thing. I got a thing. All right, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Um, how how do rests work? By the way. Oh, uh, it's just like in, in in the other game that shall not be named. Take a moment. Stop. Take a rest. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can uh, it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you may have uh, to spend a few minutes not doing anything, and there's a risk that maybe something's gonna find you if you do. Oh, that's fine. I'm if I can, I'm just gonna uh, cast a D4 heal on him. Mm, okay. All right. Well, uh, that's that sounds good. That would actually uh, fix your harm. Sweet. Uh, but it could go wrong. So not sweet. Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. So you up? have to roll it. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot. Would my understanding of the divine help? <laughs> yes, in this case it would. Because you're conjuring okay. the divine to heal. Okay. Oh, and that's a... I mean, it's really designed for like, a, there's a puzzle or something you have to kind of work through, but... Okay. I'll take so, it. So, D4 discipline, D6 talent, D8 ability? Yeah, that, that should right? work. That, okay. That should be a good roll. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a 5 is my highest... And that's a 10 exactly. Okay, cool. Well, that's all you need. Or sorry, 11. Because 6 plus 5. I, I can do math. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I couldn't read numbers in my last roll. <laughs> so you get you get your harm back. So you're not, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're uh, maybe not feeling, maybe feeling a little more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're scarring. Mm-hmm. And it's really bad scarring. In fact, there's like a, a, a you have some mushrooms on your face that are probably never going to go away. Mm. Um, if you try to cut it off to make like a stroganoff, they'll just grow back. But they are edible? Yeah. All right, sweet. Unlimited it's, food. It's kind Unlimited of like... Unlimited mushrooms. You're your own again. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kind of the gross. The gold comes back. It's kind of gross. Like a little bit of butter and mm-hmm. you're set. Okay. No, no. 
I know some some this really rich guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he would pay so much for fish shrooms. It it, it also feels psychedelic. Like... <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I need to add that it feels like there maybe is something more to the fact that you have mushrooms growing on your face. That so there's like a an odd emptiness in your in your in your being like maybe there's a connection with something that's pulling out your your yourself your energy in a way um and it, it's like a it's almost like a vampire okay uh so this it's not just that it's you're facing it's it's, it's part of something larger and supernatural but still delicious uh, it would make a good stroke it's a little gross but yeah you could process in the eye of the eater <laughs> i uh, yeah, I mean, you, you, you it, it, it tastes like, you know, button mushrooms, probably. Yeah. Savory. Is this something that I could possibly use, like, purification or something for? Is this something that's, like, within, I was about to say my powers, because I was like, no, 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 the Raven Queen's powers to heal. Uh, well, if you would like that to be true, on. you can spend your inspiration and I'll allow it. I will absolutely do that. All right. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, what that actually will kind of look like is it's going to be like an a more involved like ritual, and like mixing up like kind of components, not not spell components because, like, she's not doing math to do magic, uh, but more just like this is this is how the Raven Queen told us to do this. So it's as. The th- and she's like, so so the the deal is, you won't have whatever this thing is on you, but you'll always have the Raven Queen's mark. Do you accept that? So it's the Raven Queen's mark versus having delicious mushrooms at a notice, moment's notice. That might be eating your soul. <laughs> All right, I'll take. <laughs> the Raven Queens. Like it's it's just a mark. Should it we, is should not we... claiming you, but it is marking you as healed by her. Can we just you know, we can stockpile some of the mushrooms. We can we can have the mushrooms now. Like let's take let's take a few of the mushrooms <laughs> and then we'll do this. Okay. I mean I'm just saying that wonderful creature just ate all our food. That's that's I, a good point. I can I can if we find something that doesn't look edible, I can make it edible. Like Probably. the Raven Queen really looks out for me. I mean, I'm sold. I guess you know. All right. All right so so you're, yeah, you're marked by the Raven Queen. Um, the skin where all of the mushrooms were is now just like super pale, super pale white. Um. But otherwise, everything functions normally. And you have a pouch full of mushrooms. Um, if it goes through like your beard, that that hair is all white now. Oh, he has a sick like white streak now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, like a white streak down the beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love the robe effect. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You now inexplicably have a southern accent. <laughs> they never talk about that with the Raven Queen. It's just it's part of the deal. Alabama. Wow. 
All right. Well, uh, that was a good uh, first moment of landing down at the bottom of the stairs. Uh, this can only go well. You haven't gone anywhere yet. <laughs> you can, <laughs> as a reminder, long corridor you're facing goes all the way back. There's also a corridor right in front of you, which will go deeper into the temple or the dungeon or wherever the hell you are. And if you cross this big corridor, there's a there's another way to go into the temple. So you basically can go near or far. Wherever you are. So uh, you can see the tracks of the cultists who came up. Where did the majority of those tracks come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is something you don't need to roll for because obvious it's really dirty and dusty in here. They came from the one that's closest to you. So they just came around the bend. They did not it doesn't look very well traveled if you keep going ahead. There, Which could um, be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on how you weigh it. The prince of where the knoll went? The knoll went straight ahead. Okay. He went far. Um, we're looking for the gems to put in this. Or do we do we all know that? Yeah, you've all shared that information. Uh, I'm assuming okay. that. Yeah, the uh, the objective here is to find the elemental gems and destroy the skull before whatever is going to be let out gets let out. <laughs> um, I I'd like to cast locate objects to see if what, any of the gems are down the infinite corridor. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, now. Uh, there is no threat in play, so this is our first kind of moment where have we have to... have inspiration for that, yeah, unfortunately. You, yeah, so have you, you have to take the threat that I give you, basically. <laughs> Ooh, I'll take it. Um, okay, let's see, what should we do about this? The um, Alright, so I have a threat. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though. Okay. That's Secret fine. threat. Mm. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. The floor <laughs> is unstable. So mm. you are um, trying to find the location of it. What you're actually not, the threat isn't where is the thing. The threat is find the location so that you don't collapse under this floor. Mm. Okay. So um, right. you're going to get into the dungeon one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the thing we're trying to figure out is just, is the infinite corridor the path we want to take first, or where all the people went and came right. from? Right. Because it's like, oh, if there's no people going in there, that's probably because it's not safe. But also, none of this place is safe. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. It's just, is it extra murdery, or just the normal <laughs> amount of murdery? Or extra murdery um, because of the gems, right? Well, and if they haven't if they haven't already summoned the thing that we're trying to stop from being summoned, that means they don't have all the gems. And if they don't have all the gems, then going to a place where they haven't been is more likely for us to be able to find and destroy them. Or they had the gems and they just didn't have this guy. Anywho, um yeah, so would Well would don't my, show it to them. <laughs> would my locate objects spell work? Or I, I suppose I could use locate traps, but I'm just trying to get more information on where, yeah, the where are the gems. Are. Yeah, where are the gems? That's okay. locate object for sure. Okay, cool. So I've got a D4 there uh, from the discipline, and then would what do I do? I roll a um, is that do I roll an ability die for that? Yeah. So you will roll will for this. Ooh, two D4. Sweet. <laughs> Okay. All right. So 2d4. I also took lucky, so I get to reroll ones, um, which I got a one. 
which so... turned into a four. Sweet. <laughs> Love to see it. Raven Queen's got my back. That's a nat one. Nice. So, uh, um, what's at the bottom of the pit with the crumbling floor? <laughs> <laughs> the um, you're, you you didn't get a chance to cast because there's some creaking noises and uh, the floor opens up beneath all of you. It's just a tad. You were standing there a tad too long, and so you find yourself falling through. I had to find out what's beneath you. <laughs> Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> Do we just fall to the end of the dungeon? No. Maybe it's the commentary it, it ain't good. Guys. Or, or we end up back at the entrance somehow. Like we fell down but ended up upstairs. This isn't Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. Like a really janky game of shoots and ladders. <laughs> Who designed the, this dungeon? Asher? <laughs> the, um... Well, we're skipping this level altogether. I have to skip ahead here. <laughs> we are new. welcome. <laughs> the Middle Evil speed run. The, uh, yeah, Temple of that's Elemental what I Evil, any percent. Yeah. That's what Boss I thought assisted. All right. The good news is Hilarious. you fall into water. Okay. The bad news is this is clearly consecrated sacred water in service of some sort of evil something. Uh, so but it's also cursed. It's, <laughs> the water breaks your fall, and it's it is uh, well lit in here, so it's kind of shocking to the senses, and it's almost like you're in a swimming pool at first. And the reason it's well lit is because there are all these brazers around the swimming pool that are just erupting with blue fire. It, the room itself is made out of serpentine, so it's sort of this like sea green gemstone room. And uh, there is a, an altar above the swimming pool. And there is somebody at the altar who was in the middle of some sort of chant or something. He's like, a, he's, he's a human man wearing blue robes. And he's a little startled seeing you. And then he shouts at, in, a, in, a, in a language you don't hear. Something comes into the water. So uh, that's where you are. The something is 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 big and vast, and even though the room is well lit, you can't see it. But the water is moving with some sort of, like the abyss, sort of like a mm -hmm. something's in there, camouflage maybe. Uh, Mads is a oh. consummate whole half full guy, um, and he thinks, man, this is the way to go. We were just talking about how water wasn't that dangerous. But then he was like, actually, this evil water is um, cooling off his little rash. <laughs> right, go ahead, Pooja. I am going to spend my inspiration to say that as we fell down through the floors, and like it sounded like we fell through multiple floors with this thing, that on the floor, many of us, we took a bunch of vines with us as we went down. There, oh, okay. You know, yeah, grabbing at vines and they just were breaking or they, off. Or... They like, yeah, it was like they were growing, like there was, you know, nature attempting to heal itself. Yeah, it was growing through, but as we broke through the floor, it like, you know, the mortar cracks and everything. And so there are vines hanging down next to us in the pool. Okay, great. Um, that's what that's for. I'll take that. Thank you. You get more of these, by the way, before rolling well. So get 20 plus. <laughs> 
<laughs> so roll back. That's all you got to do is witness. just roll well. Come on. Wait a minute. Witness that. This yet. seems rigged. Make your prayers to Jesus. <laughs> um, and I would like to use some of those vines to... Okay. To swing out of the pool Cirque du Soleil style. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, what, what, what are you all doing? Which way are swinging? Because I have something I want to do with the altar. I mean, I don't need to be close to the altar. I use a bow. Okay. So, I would prefer not to be close to the altar. <laughs> swimming, sw- swinging to the shore? Yes. Okay. Or actually, because it's a one-shot, so I can be as cool as I really want to be, is that... I'm going to use the vine and, like, do that thing that ribbon dancers do, like, when they're doing aerial and, like, twirl myself oh, up cool. in it. So yeah. my arms are free. Yeah. But I'm it's kind sweet. of, like, suspended in the air above the pool. Nick, Still on the other side. the last <laughs> spell under earth and water? Yes, that was exactly what I was looking <laughs> at. Okay, I'm climbing out of the water. ASAT. Like, just scramble up the vine. All right, so you're oh, getting out of the water you're thinking, I was thinking the other way, but yes. Mm-hmm. Sarah's jumping out of the water. Uh, he is going to put his head under the water, <laughs> looking for whatever jumped into the water. Okay. Oh. Well, it didn't jump into what came from the water, it seemed like. something. Oh, well, he's water. looking for yeah. whatever's coming right. and pulling out his uh, axe. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're seeing, and I could just tell you right now what you see. It's almost like the water is taking shape within the water, but it does not look like it is a thing. Mm. Like it's made of the water. Maz relays. It's a water thing. All right. Uh, quick, get out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to swim for the the island in the middle, and uh, encourage Mads to do the same. Yeah, Mads will fall. Is that uh, force? Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, swimming to get on the on the shore. You roll for that. Um, I didn't describe as something in the middle of the of the pool. Uh, right. I thought there was like an an altar. Like the altar is above it. Like oh, sorry, oh, like pointing and the like big looking. gesture. Ah. So I you see. have the pool, and then there's the altar, like like a lifeguard stand. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Over That's the... also what I had. <laughs> the evil lifeguard stand <laughs> made of stone. No diving. It's... It's too shallow. No diving. No, they want you to dive. Yeah, 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 yeah. dive. There are the cultists in there. He's he's at that um, altar looking down and has apparently summoned something because he shouted something and that's when the water started moving. Um, but you could get out like the other end. Okay. Um, yeah, let's let's do that. I want to swim towards the, the shore. Okay. Uh, and encourage Mads to do the same. If If we can get out of this water, I have something I can do. Well, you do all the amazing stuff. I just hit stuff with an axe. Yeah. Come, come this way quickly. Yeah. As you're climbing out of the water, the, uh, the 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 pool itself sort of congeals into a form, and it looks like tentacle kind of thing forming up out of the pool, and and then it stretches out, and multiple tendrils come out, and it looks like it's coming in for an attack. But this whole thing is made out of water. You're not seeing a creature. Okay. What do well, you do? Well, I'm gonna. Uh, oh. Well, this, yeah, this, this is what I, I wanted to do here. Oh. Okay. I'm going to uh, change water to earth. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna transmute this thing from being water into being inanimate uh, earth instead. It should go swimmingly. <laughs> 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 go wrong. 
Oh. Uh, so I believe that is Will. I think that's Will, yeah. And then it's another D8 for this uh, for the, for spell. Yeah, that, that's a big spell. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't see that anything else here would be particularly applicable. Would, would having a big brain be applicable? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big uh, brain play. Yeah. That's why I was like, yeah, getting no, all it's, it's all it. magic. But... Yeah, I think that's it. So roll that pool, pick the highest, and add it to your d20. Uh, six and six is 12. You take the highest of that, so you got a six. Oh, it, it, yeah, it no, six I, I rolled everything together. Oh, okay. Six cool. on the d20, six on my d8. Got it. Okay, well, um, the pool suddenly turns into what? What is it? Dirt or stone? Uh, turns into, yeah, stone is good. Let's turn it into stone. Okay. Like marble for the renovations? Yeah. Mm, yes. Like a, a nice white marble. You know marble what, though? Or... I don't know that marble is in their budget. It's going to have to be quartz. But it's free. <laughs> so marble. Well, I how much does, does McFadden charge? Like, <laughs> like the parts might be free, but the labor is through the roof. Right. Yeah, right. Well, it's, it's the intelligence, you know. You 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 spend a you spend a thousand dollars, but it's because you knew how to do it. But right. Even though it took you thirty seconds. Yeah. So. The uh, the pool turns into marble, but this water creature is still water, which makes you realize that's not water, but is trapped in this in this marble, and so it's sort of thrashing around, spraying. It kind of feels like sea spray. As it's, as it's trying to figure out how to handle this situation, and it lashes out. Um, and let's let's see it. How, how do I want to change this? This is when we get into like the PBTA stuff, and the GM's like, "What do I do?" So, oh, I know what to do. So, so as it's doing that, uh, the the cultist just slams his arm onto the altar. And a tidal wave emerges behind him. You are all being carried away. Fortunately, it's not a large room, so that means you're being bashed against the uh, mm -hmm. the walls behind you. That is what we call an escalation. All right. I'm gonna. Use... However, this thing's trapped. It can't get you. I'm gonna use this opportunity of swinging at my vines. Yeah, you're on uh... vines, so you were just kind of like. <laughs> it's really an amazing show. Let's be real. I should be charging more. Um, especially as I take my bow out to shoot the cultist. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, well, that's so cool. So like you're sort of like shot where you're like upside down. And like... Yeah. It's very much like I've got my legs wrapped in the vines in this like perfect like like lunge, but upside down in the air. Um, Somebody needs to draw this. And I, I take my bow out to, <laughs> to shoot this cultist. Um, I mean, what did you do to you? <laughs> me. Look at no, he's just wa he's just waving at us. <laughs> <laughs> look at this tidal wave where there should never be a tidal wave. Although I must say, we the just sea fell spray, into the wave pool. <laughs> the, the sea spray is very refreshing. <laughs> Uh, so I've the raging my... waters of elemental evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was more up for the the lazy river of elemental evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my that's more my speed. Let's go with this. So that's um, I'm gonna use a hunt. Yeah, that counts. 
Uh, it's a stretch, but I'll allow it. And let's. So that's I'm gonna I'm using my bow, so that's a plus d6. I'm using force, so that's a d6. Then, if you're using hunt, you're spending it. Yes, yeah. I'm, and I'm using my. I've marked off the d8. Okay, hunt. cool. Oh, you're using d8. You're going all in. Well, yeah. It's this is the uh, stolen used car approach. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Okay, so that is a 16 on my d20 plus a 6 on that d8. Nice, that's our first crit. So that is Woo. it. So he, this was, not really to get technical, but this was a one-stage threat, which means this threat, the caster, is, is resolved. Um, if it was a two-stage, it would be resolved, but then you would have uh, something coming, you know, something else that you have to resolve. But it was a one stage, so you get to tell me what happens to the caster. Here's your... And I get two inspiration. Oh, because of your... Because thing. I am driven. You are Ooh. driven. These coins are so cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry to the... everyone who is going to be listening to this later and can't see how absolutely awesome all of these are. I expect mine in the mail soon. Yeah, uh, but they can't hear it. You should send me one. <laughs> Here come the angry emails. <laughs> Don't throw it. Wow. So what happens to this this uh, elemental cultist? Um, I think that as hanging upside down, loose this arrow. It you follow it as it flies through the air. You've got arrow cam, <laughs> and it pierces oh, Raimi cam <laughs> <laughs> the throat of the cultist. Ooh. And as like what you would think would be like red, normal, mortal blood coming out of it, but instead of that, it is a wave of green. Mm. And as this green sap covers the cultist, like from his throat down, somehow going up, whatever, don't think about it too hard. Um, the cultist, like what le is left behind the sap is bark. And now we have a uh, cult tree. Perfect. Damn. We are cultivating nature here. Oh, yeah. my God. There, there, we get go. there was. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a bit. Yes, and this is why you give power to your players. They come up with shit better than you can. Awesome. So um, there, that doesn't solve the problem that there's this weird water, a water weird, some sort of weird water or something going on in the pool, thrashing about. Now, it's trapped in that pool, um, but it is wrangling free. And if you don't do something about it, it's going to get free and, and, and take some revenge, probably. It looks angry. I'm going to hit it with my axe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if, if that's what, what the plan was. Oh, I love players. <laughs> that. That's what axes are for. Uh, sure. Are. I'm going to use my eight. Why not? Uh, I'm a fighter. And I understand the battle strategies need is hit axe. Are you using battle strategy here, though? Yeah. Okay. What's the strategy? The strategy is hit with axe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tactic, but okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, the strategy would be to win by hitting with axe. <laughs> and then he's a soldier, so I'm trained in military combat. I'm using the overhand strike. Yeah, do the, the overhand game. to get your D6 there. Yep. yep. All right. 
the game wants you to hit with an axe. Man, I'm really good at not rolling over 20. I got 19. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So close. Yeah. Let's see who is around. Oh, I know That's who's around. So unfortunate, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the axe cleaves the water, which is sort of like spraying as it goes. Mm -hmm. And then you, it hits this node, which is like this sort of this hard crystalline center. You found the source mm -hmm. and it just shatters. Uh, but it shatters with a magnificent boom. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, and the water goes everywhere. You're all just dripping, soaking wet. Uh, and uh, then there's the sound of an alarm horn coming from ahead, deeper into the dungeon. As uh, the pitter patter of a bunch of feet are heading your way. I'll give a moment to describe where you're at. This is a room that is largely devoted to this pool. <laughs> so, what pool? <laughs> what pool? So uh, uh, if you were to climb the stairs out of the uh, basin here, you're going to have a curtain, which leads to where the pitter-patter of the friendly soldier feet are coming from. Um, there's also these side rooms, which are probably like changing rooms, maybe, for when this was a pool, before it got commandeered by cultists. Uh, and, and, and But those are obviously like changing rooms, so they're not going to get you out. There's really one way out. And I'm not lying. I'm looking at the map. This is where you fell. So this is actually... Wait, whose fault was this? Hi! Oops, that was Rose's <laughs> fault. I just want to make sure we're casting... Oh, right. I just want to make sure we're casting blame. I think it's just a part of, you know, learning about the ambiance of the... Yeah, no, we're, we're playing D&D &D without the D&D. &D. Somebody is to blame. So I just want to make so. sure we I call that out. the problem with D&D. &D. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I think when you when you play DMD without the DMD, the nice thing is that you get to punt the blame. So no, yeah. nobody's fault. It's just trapped in this room with a bunch of guards coming. Mm -hmm. I better write down them all because I can keep track. Yep. What would you like There's to do? Steve the guard and Dave the guard. <laughs> and, um, I I have a solution for the guard problem. Uh, if um, yeah, the only way out is where the guards are coming. Yes. Sadly. Okay. Um, Sarah's gonna, like, climb down the vine she was on, shake the the water out of her hair, and kind of go up and just, shink, pull open the curtain, and then just, like, step through, close the curtain behind her, and then just, you just see this, like, blinding light. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna roll fear with a d8. Oh, man. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So this is going to be, um, yeah, The let's see. It's going to be, like, it starts out as a white light, and then it starts to, like, like, black shouldn't be able to show light. That's, that's things absorbing light. But that keeps happening, and you just hear, like, the sound of wings just fill the room. Ooh. Um, and, like you that's that's what the party gets to see what the people inside get to see is this three foot three and a half foot halfling come through a curtain and then her eyes go black and then she spreads her arms out straight to the sides and this black raven just kind of grows behind her until it fills like literally all of their peripheral vision as well 
um, and just the sound of wings and the the cawing of ravens um, just kind of deafens everybody. So that's going to be, I think that's a charisma. Sounds like it. Okay, yeah. charisma. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, wrath at a D8. Yeah. And um, can I, can my understanding of the divine help put the fear of God in these people? Yes. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I'm just going to roll everything at once. All right. Uh, I could, well, that's an eight, so I don't need to re-roll the one on my six. So that is a 19 on uh, <laughs> on uh, fear at a D8. So, yeah. These are trolling you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, <laughs> the, the corridor ahead is actually not a corridor. I'm sorry. It's a big room. It's a chamber. Mm. And it looks like it was probably in the big bright light you see what was probably once a dining area that had been reduced to rubble um, during this last invasion um, it just completely lights up and there were uh, these four large goblin-like creatures with axes just coming in and they're wearing the colors of the blue elements dark blue light blue and uh, they just they're just coming in for a charge a couple of them actually have spears that they're coming in with and um this this presence fills the room and everybody who is looking out except of course for sarah are blinded by this for a moment and as your retinas are catching up there's just this one goblinoid bugbear standing there looking very resolute um probably frightened but not no he, he he's making a stand the others are gone all right long gone. Um, doors closing behind them sarah's gonna pull out the mason and just gonna had it in her hand and go, oh, you should have run with your friends, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a deep guttural growl and just postures. Cool. So can we see, I mean, we saw part of it, but the you closed the curtain behind you, right? So we mm -hmm. weren't affected. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know what's going you on. You probably hear Sarah uh advising this hobgoblin on what would have been a better life choice okay Probably before we hear that uh Madge is like i guess that one was for the birds <laughs> do you think we have probable cause to open the damage. to open the curtain and see what's yeah i think mads is like strolling like it all got taken care of because he believes in sarah's ability and it's like oh crap there's a well or whatever yeah he's like he's a bugbear and he's ah, devoted to the cause um this one has a spear and so the first face that he sees there's a spear coming at you okay um that's not as good as mushrooms <laughs> so my one of my disciplines is protection uh-huh yeah so i will that use... counts as protecting yourself so then in a way i mean it seems like it could be necessary at this point it, it yeah it might be it might be helpful so then the gear i have is it considered uh i have a buckler shield is that considered blade or piercing yeah it is okay so, so yeah, and if you have a uh, mail would that also add to it yeah, yeah it would it would then i'm gonna spend a d4 on protection because i feel like i got a lot of dice to not make this roll with 
Famous last words. You get yeah. a sweet 19. I have done the calculus on a system and it's swingier than D&D. I'm pretty swingy. Um, Is that because the uh, the bonuses aren't static? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I'm using force for this? Yes, force. Okay. And then uh, soldier. Yes, that counts. Right. Yeah, build up, man. How big is that pool? This is, I love this. I'm at five dice so far. Uh, and then I guess fighter. But I, the strategy is not die, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's your strategy for all of these things. <laughs> it's, a, man, it's a solid I'm strategy. I'm not good at rolling. As you can see, it we hasn't failed yet. Dice, that's so true. We I got an 11. Nice. This was a two-stage threat. Um, Sarah got one stage, you got the other mm -hmm. stage, but it was kind of a low roll. So, um, uh, let's see. Okay, yeah, that's an easy, that's an easy solution. The, um, the, the spear is just completely mm -hmm. deflected. And the bugbear is now without a weapon. Didn't think this through. <laughs> so it turns around and shouts uh, as he runs away. And the room is now empty for a moment, except now you're hearing, hearing heavy footsteps. <laughs> and the distinct growl of an ogre coming from the room beyond. He went and got the general, or the commander, or the colonel, whatever. He went and got his big brother goat. Yeah, got it. Okay, troll. Yeah, so there's a there's an ogre coming now. Everyone here, and I, I run to the corner of the room and say, "Surround me quickly." Okay. Yeah, I go and into they the give you your exits before you decide formation. Yeah, that you can go back to the pool. Mm -hmm. There is the room that uh, the hall or something that the bugbear ran into. That's where the ogre is coming from. Next to that is another door. So there's two ways to go towards the baddies or the other way. Uh, I want to run everyone into like one corner of the mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to use uh, an illusion to make it look like there's an interrupted wall. Okay, sweet. So that we're we're all hidden. That's why I want everyone to get as close to me as possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can I do that with a small illusion? Uh, or a small like handheld? It's arguable. Yeah, I think you can. Okay. Given what you're trying to do, because you're just trying to make a wall. Okay. So I'm going to use a D4 for that, and I'm going to be using uh, Will. Right. And um, and y'all, if you want, I mean, this is a an ogre threat, so it's probably more than one stage. But you can assist in some way, like trying to make yourself smaller or something, and then um, build his pool up. But that means you can't use that die for this threat. Can I use a protection and use my shield as like, I guess, the plane for the wall? Yeah, right. So that would be, so you can use his will. What's your will? My will is a d6. So add right. d6 to that. Uh, and let's... Can I use... No, because I'm just making a blank. Just make it look like we're not there. Okay. Let me roll those dice. Uh, 
13 and 7 is 20. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. You can hear the die. You can hear the points. Ooh. This one's smaller, but it's cool. Okay. So so, so the, the, the goal is that I want to make the room look empty as mm -hmm. if we've already fleed so that the ogre will either head into the, the room that we came from or head down that other hallway thinking we've run away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, that happens as described because you do have narrative control, which you want it. So ogre comes in, sees nobody's there, and goes back. Yeah. All right, cool. that kind of nullifies... Since this, this was technically a two-stage threat, which means you would have to roll again to resolve the threat. But because of the way you did it, that kind of nullifies the whole threat. Okay. So we're just we're just calling it. That means you're safe from the ogre. The ogre didn't see anybody in here. Nothing for him to do. It goes back to his ogre barracks. Right. So you're assuming at this point now that that leads to barracks. There are more in there. Right. And they're looking for you, but you're not in here. Time to vacate the premises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Is it safe to assume that you want to go to where the guards aren't? Yes. Somebody did... check it out. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, Rose, did you get a success on the? Uh, you didn't even cast the locate object. I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you don't know where. Do, you're going. All right. So I, I don't want to. I, I, I failed it. Yeah. I don't want to screw everybody here, but I do have a suggestion. If it's a two-stage threat. Hmm. The minor illusion is only visual, so maybe the ogre doesn't see us, but he can still smell something in the room that's off, if you want to continue that, or we can go ahead with the Yeah, narrative. let's go ahead, because the, 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 the trick here is I can't nullify your success. Okay. And the intent of your success was that you weren't ah. found by the ogre, so that would nullify okay. your success. Fair so enough. I think it just you just fixed it through smarts, okay. which is totally cool. All right. Um, uh, GM should play fast and lose with stage levels, by the way. So that's totally, totally acceptable in this game. Um, what you're doing is you're trying to, how hard is it to get through? So really there's one way to go if you want to avoid the guards. Unless you want to go Let's back swimming. Okay. Yeah. This well, there's is... no pool left anymore. Oh, right. It's all on the walls. <laughs> now it's just, it's a now it's just slippery damp. marble. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Element to Earth's like, yeah, we got two, <laughs> we got two <laughs> altars now. <laughs> All right, so you like make it out into something. a pretty large promenade. This has pillars going through. It's kind of well lit. There's torches, so it's very different from upstairs. It looks like it's well traveled, well used. Uh, definitely people around. Um, there is uh, the opportunity to go to the left into what looks like a, a huge well lit chamber, or you can go uh, straight ahead and it looks well lit, but it's all fire and torches. So uh, I don't want to draw conclusions from you, but you just left a water altar. Chances are there might be some other altars here. And, and those are really your choices. And you can also go kind of back into another area, which doesn't look very well traveled. Hmm. At this and... point, I'd like to try and cast locate oh locate mcguffin okay again. locate mcguffin right and i'm gonna like sarah's just gonna like hop up and down a few times and like like scuff her shoe on the ground make sure it's steady and then try to <laughs> cast it again now uh there are no threats on the table i'll let you introduce one yeah okay uh well this one's easy you don't have very much time 
that's your threat. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm going to use a D6, even though locate object is a D4, because I've already used my D4. Um... <laughs> can I use, um, can I assist with uh, mage uh, and use my will? And by doing so, what I would do is uh, be able to speed this ritual along. Okay, by you know finding the best place for the for the ritual to be cast, so the so energy like, doesn't have to be gathered as much. Yeah, two two here. steps to the left. <laughs> yes, right there. Yeah, so that's um, okay. it's will. So what's your will? Uh, D eight. So you get a D eight okay. to your pool. Cool. All right, and then I'm gonna use my charisma for the ability. Does that work? Okay, and then well, what's up? Well, what's the justification? Uh, because that's my good stat. <laughs> that, that was the justification. Uh, I I don't see a don't die. That's the <laughs> yeah. Don't die. Um. So so charisma is really about uh, is a, is a social stat. Mm. So I, I, I am you could socializing argue, with my deity. Right. I was about to say. I mean, you could argue that this is like trying to get the information out of your deity. Yeah. To weeks it, it, and like, it's it's yeah. Dear Raven Queen, it's me, Sarah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for these stones listed below. Could you please tell me where they are? XO, XO, Sarah, <laughs> with there isn't an I in Sarah's name, but there's still a heart. <laughs> Can't wait to see you at the barbecue. <laughs> okay. This is and... the, the Raven Queen Buy Nothing group. <laughs> <laughs> looking for. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so am I good to use yeah, my... Yeah, you've justified Perfect. it in my eyes. Okay, I rolled two ones, so let's try nice. that again. Perfect. Okay, I got up to a 21. Okay, Yay. all right, cool. So you get uh, an inspiration. Um, Hell yeah. And you can, you can have narrative control over... over you know, Well, the, the threat was you don't have much time. Mm -hmm. So you can have narrative control over that. And also anything that, you know, uh, how 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 uh, the Raven presents herself, and then I'll tell you what the information is. Um, okay, so I think, um, I think actually she does just write a letter to the Raven Queen, and then just like, um, <laughs> it looks really weird because this is kind of a combination of halfling tradition and Raven Queen, like, ritual. And so she writes it out, and, like, she signs her uh, her name, and then you some, there's a date that she writes below that, and it's in the future. It's a, a little ways out. Um, it's her death date. And then she folds the note and and, like, seals it, and then throws the letter over her shoulder... And then just waits. And then another letter comes over the other shoulder and just like <laughs> tumbles onto the floor in front of her. That's awesome. Uh, and so she picks it up and it is like basically which direction to go for each of the stones. And like and like basically what order we should try to go after them in mm -hmm. would be my mm -hmm. home. With a twenty with a twenty plus. Yeah, it's basically yeah. a here's your laundry list of where to go, like based off of where you are right now. Yeah. Here's your walkthrough. And like mm -hmm. a little map kind of showing mm -hmm. you the route. Oh, I wasn't even gonna go for a map. It's just like uh this direction for this one, that direction for that one, you should go in this order. But they're all kind of generally in the same area. 
Okay. Uh, so what the instructions tell you is how to get to that area as quickly as possible. Mm, okay. Um, and map quest. Yeah. <laughs> go it's, left. It's more of a right. quest map, but yeah. So uh, just looking at these instructions, you can see that uh, you, you have to go down uh, one, two levels. And you can see the quickest way to do that. So we'll just assume now you know where to go. Okay. Uh, had you not fallen through the floor, there would have been an oracle that could have helped you upstairs. But this works, too. We don't need oracles. <laughs> we, we have Sarah. <laughs> so, like... An right, oracle so... who's just hanging out <laughs> the top of Velvet Weasel. You definitely Seems don't want to go. It's a living. <laughs> Look, you don't want to judge people like based off of their circumstance, but you can judge people based off the company they keep. Yes. The circumstance is you're in the element temple of elemental evil. Okay, but who are you hanging with? Exactly. So. Here we go. Um, all right, so you, you know now where to go. It would be a waste of time to go towards the fire. It'd be a waste of time to go into that kind of back untraveled area. You're gonna go straight towards the really well, brightly lit, whitish room. Um, and that's that's the direction you need to go. You'll need to go through there, and then there's a corridor and some stairs that go down, and you'll have to keep going down. So okay. can, can I introduce a truth into this scene before we go there? Please. That there are... Uh, Four sets of robes that will let us uh, sort of infiltrate this area. Nice. That they are conveniently in all of our sizes. <laughs> Very nice. That's cool. Can I add on to that a little bit without spending? Not for just for flavor. Oh, flavor, sure. Sure. Uh, that this really well bright lit white room doubled as a laundry room. <laughs> actually makes sense um yeah. so there are some like basins and stuff and these were hung out to dry <laughs> alternatively instead of them all being the right size can it be three robes and i just ride <laughs> on mad's shoulders <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome <laughs> It, it makes sense that it's the laundry because it was the closest to the water. <laughs> and then the fire right across the way. So you wash and dry. Oh, man. Uh, this is, I, I've run this a lot. And this is the first time anybody's ever been in this area of the dungeon. It's very exciting. Uh, you are, the white large room is it octangular? Octa it's a room in the shape of an octangle. Because it has eight sides, and inside <laughs> it is just it's shaped like an octopus. It, <laughs> ah, it is full of white mist, uh, very thick. And the air is almost—it's uh, it's like Florida humid. Um, <laughs> and if you like that kind of thing, I don't know. There is uh, an altar on a raised platform in the middle of the room. You have to cross this room to get to the stairs that go up to the hallway. And there are other stairs that go up because you're kind of in like, it's almost like an arena is how it's built. And so there are these major staircases that kind of lead, lead you go back up. And um, and you have to kind of cross this room. Now, there is a definite sense of foreboding in here, but you don't see anything. There isn't, there aren't any people in here, as far as you can tell. However, you do have these nifty robes, so... 
they're just kind of hung on hooks mm -hmm. and they've been uh they're not wrinkled at all that's the advantage of the humidity. Yeah. yeah. The steam free vent. Come on. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, I think Sarah's just going to be like, okay, I know the way and part off. Okay. All right. I get robed up and uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to follow. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think Mads is did a good job in the water fight by not swallowing any of the water. So now he's going to try to hold his breath as long as he can so he doesn't have to breathe in this room. This is a side note. <laughs> okay. That doesn't help you from your rotting skin. Everybody... Hey, I fixed the... Oh. Oh, is this new rotting skin? <laughs> this is new oh, rotting no. skin. Oh. Um, you're just walking through and then like, ooh, ow, what's that tingling? And then you're looking down and your, your skin, everybody's skin is starting to rot. And it's that's a first slow, mistake. but it's happening, and it doesn't feel good. It seems to be progressing, and at, at the, the moment you stop, it starts progressing more. And then the pain stops, and now you have just sort of splotches of dead skin all over your body. Okay. Sounds like we need to get across as quickly as humanly possible. <laughs> In my um, case. <laughs> I click on that and um, bless the party and okay. just kind of throw a divine shield on everyone uh, from this obviously evilness. Yeah, great. Do it. Um, and We're confronting the threat, obvious evilness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is quite blatant. Is this okay. the same kind of fungus that produces mushroom skin? It's it's not fungus. Oh, it's just rot. It's just rot. Yeah, it's like it's like not your skin is rotting. <laughs> not even. The skin died. Oh. So is it is it continuing or did it? It stopped. It... it reached a point and then stopped. Okay. It was an attack. Hmm. Okay. So do I need to actively defend against I, it, or well, are we just? It's like... up to you. But if I were you, I would. But I yes, that seems like a good idea. All right, and um, knowledge of the divine. Uh, no, this isn't really a divine situation. This Sweet. is something right. otherworldly, but not divine. Alrighty. Um, do I still get to use my charisma, or should I, should I have put my stats differently? Is Will pretty much the spellcasting ability? Yeah, basically. depends on I the situation. I should have done that differently. Yeah, I mean, you can argue for it well. if you're doing it in a particular way. Because the, the stats aren't about your ability, they're about mm. your intent. Are you trying to... Yeah, I to... think Sarah's trying to kind of rally everybody... That's a Christmas As, yeah. like, yeah, bring everyone together, protect them, and, you know, team mom everyone through the uh, through this room. Yeah, that's what the game wants. The game wants you to do it in a way that fits your character so that you can justify the use of certain dice. So, yeah. Charisma. Okay, that is a 10 on the die. Or not on the die, but on, on the number. I mean, it's fine, but you know you want to get higher, right? Yeah, I, like, I am aware. Okay. Just I'm aware of that too, but... <laughs> the, uh... It's right. not about what I want. It's about what I got. Um, so this protective shield comes up. What does it look like when you bless them? It's probably um, not glowy and fun looking, right? Uh, no, it's... um. It's honestly something you don't see as much as you just kind of hear, like, 
again, you hear the wings and you hear kind of like a soft cawing. And it, it feels actually like you're covered in like down feathers. I mean, the blessing immediately is not even healing. It just stops the necrotic influence. And so your, your skin feels fine again. However, uh, Sarah is suddenly struck and struck with struck struck. I've forgotten how to use my language, my native language stricken. <laughs> or struck depends, depends. <laughs> with a horrible migraine, like to the point that debilitating fall on the ground mm-hmm. migraine and it, it hits you hard. Now I, I'm going to make you take a harm. You don't always get a harm on a 10 to 19, but in some cases you do. And this is a case where you do. Uh, Absolutely. That is, um, uh, it, it, it it's so bad. I mean, I don't think that Sarah notices, but she's bleeding from her nose. I'm going to mark that to force because she feels, yeah, that scares her. There's a there's a whispering white shadow that just kind of goes against shadow, but form in, in the mist that kind of fl- floats overhead. Uh, can, can I tell what that is? Like, is that a magical construct? Uh, as a or I think you would just natively know it's a wraith. Okay. And it's it's hitting you with magic now. You know you're protected from that necrotic power, but there's other powers that it can do. Okay. Um. It's not a sustained, uh, by the way, Sarah, it's not, you're not continually having a headache. It just hits you and it's gone. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna strike out against the form of the mist Mm -hmm. as a, uh, you know, fuck this, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... And I'm going to argue that to use will here as like a, like, powering through against, like, the fear. And also, like, even if whatever this thing is, maybe not totally corporeal, but, like, break its concentration. Mm-hmm. If it is slightly corporeal, so much the better for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It, well, I mean, you probably have experience with some things like this before, and it does mundane things can help and work. Um, so I'm gonna use my bow. I'm gonna. I'm the first to attack. Yeah, um, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that feat. And then that always makes players go me first. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, <laughs> use my survival. Yeah. And let's just go with another D6 there. We can save that. I feel like survival might be, might be something I care about right. later on as well. I mean, you could use hunt if you wanted. Um, Through the mist? Yeah, sure. I mean, it ends up being the same. Thing. Attack the darkness. <laughs> so, there we go. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's an eight. Okay. I mean, I rolled two sixes. You burned a die, too. And I burned a die, but my 220 was a two. Oh, so literally, yeah. like, I would have had to roll an eight on my D8, and I didn't. Womp womp. You're not going to make it past the 
in the air temple. <laughs> That's so, so unfortunate. It's a good thing character gen goes quickly. We can <laughs> roll up new characters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bow knocked and it just comes screeching down from above. It, it has this horrifying howl and goes through you. Thank, thank goodness the bless is on, otherwise you would have been decayed, but instead what happens is it just knocks you over and chills you to the bone. And, uh, it, it, and you find yourself uh, like frozen to the point where you can move but you can't really use your weapons like you've been chilled to the bone that's going to take you a moment to recover that's going to cost a harm okay that's terrifying and i'll also add there is this ominous voice in the mist that says leave this sanctified space Does it come from the wraith? Came from everywhere. From everywhere. Okay. I'm going to uh, create and target a gust of wind and like force it into a corner mm -hmm. so that it's not so that it's easier for uh, someone to strike it with an axe. On <laughs> <laughs> there. Um, so let me do that. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> That is a 20 on the die plus three, nice. 23. Nice. You gonna start hoarding these? No, I, I, I got our robes. <laughs> I'm, I'm spending them. <laughs> All right. Um, and because of the way you characterize this, I'm going to give you an advantage die if you want to take an axe on, um, which means you get, uh, actually, an advantage means you get an advantage to the traditional way you roll the d20 twice, pick the highest. Oh, oh no, I have that wrong. I, I forgot my own rules. I do this. That's disadvantage. D6, right? It's a d6, right? Thank you. At least somebody's paying attention. <laughs> um. So I will use force, right? Yeah. And then when it comes to like, I have X magic item. I got to spend this, right? Uh, you have to spend that if you want to add d6 to your pool. Oh, and you want to? You just want to create? Oh, I have one on me. Yeah, spin that. Okay. Um, where was my D eight? Right in front of my face. All right, cool. Um, I think I will save my magic item idea for later, and then smack the crap out of it. Yeah. With some just an axe, some like, magic axe. Like firestorm with how long action goes long. He throws the, the axe after it passes through um, Atari. Oh, crap. 21. Finally. Woo! Actually, 22, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> There's so much math in this game. Yeah. <laughs> what do we play? Wild Talents? <laughs> hey, could we bio-break after this scene? Of course. Perfect. So, uh, the... Well, you get narrative control. Um, there is still another stage to this threat. So this doesn't destroy it, but what does it do? That gives you an advantage. What happens? I think that it distracts it enough to think, uh, like, you threw an axe at me. Uh, <laughs> so I think it just more of um, 
see it uh mads is more of a threat so i think it's more of like a taunt so now it's like pissed at mads for like throwing his axe his axe at him mm-hmm. okay yeah all right so it's going to focus his ire on you mm-hmm. um and and the axe did it have an effect on it though no i just think i think if he's going to have an axe type ability it's going to be more of like a elemental type ability yeah for dwarf so yeah all right so it's just distracted and yeah pissed it off all right so it's going um it's so fairly... it distracts yeah <laughs> who wants to take advantage of that distraction i i would um i i'd like to uh spend my inspiration to introduce that i have a sanctified shovel <laughs> <laughs> and uh out of nowhere with a steel chair uh, <laughs> it's sarah um so i'm gonna d4 uh uh d- wrath smite um and that's gonna be some force um i think with my domain being death and stuff i think i get that d6 from from uh understanding of the divine uh yeah, yeah. My, entire thing is about dealing with dead and undead right. things mm-hmm. all right okay so yeah that's gonna be a d8 2d6 yeah because or no not a not 2d6 hang on d6 from that d4 from the spell and where'd my d8 come from that's not right at all so it should be 2d6 and a d4 okay there we go all right Pull that all at once. Hope for the best. That's a lot of ones. Um, let's see if the D6 rolls into a six. It does. Ten. Thank <laughs> God for lucky. Thank, I would rather be lucky than good. I rolled a four. <laughs> so that comes out to a ten with with the luck re-rolling a one into a six. All right. So, so yeah, the, just the sanctified ma- trouble. Whack. <laughs> Back into the dirt. <laughs> this, it just works unexpectedly well. Uh, and there's a bit of quiet. The mist completely goes away. Um, and it, it, it's a little tropey, but that, I mean, the consequences of this is that uh, it screeches really loudly. And now everybody on this floor knows something's wrong in the, uh, in the air temple. So you all have to book it. Uh, you... Uh, make your way across this chamber. You go up the stairs into a big corridor, but you know where to go. You just go straight down, and there's another set of stairs that'll take you to the next level. Uh, you don't know what else is uh, around. You don't care. We're going to get to the gems. Eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to uh, run these jewels. Yeah. Now, this staircase that goes down into the third level is very, very steep and very, very long. At the bottom of it, there's a large chamber that is firelit, and you can hear voices and grumblings. There's people down there. Um, now, you know, uh, Sarah, that you have to go through this area and kind of basically cut a corner and then go down another set of stairs. And that is the level you need to be on. But there's something, there are people in the way here, so you have to decide how you want to proceed. Um, I will add that once you step past a certain threshold on the staircase the air becomes extremely heavy and it feels like that that when you watch a really scary movie at night the the way that you feel the rest of the night is how you feel like all the time it's something very evil down here very unsettling and you can't quite put a finger on it um but you you recognize some of the walls around here Mm -hmm. like the, the the 
the way this is built and designed looks like the area in your dream. And this looks like the staircase that you were going down. Okay. So this is probably even more frightening to you. Yeah. And I think Mads makes that known, like, hey, this could be the area where the ultimate evil, I don't want to build hyperbole on it, but it was pretty bad, came out. Then we should be on guard. Hmm. Well, let's lean I into... I only have the one ship. Um, <laughs> let's lean into these ropes that we so serendipitously <laughs> Uh, heads down, eyes on the prize. Okay. Uh, they only have the one shovel. <laughs> They're going to head down incognito is the plan. Mm-hmm. All right. Since you were the one that had this plan, you're going to make your roll against this threat. If we were at the table, it would be a lot more dramatic because I would put down on cards what you're up against. <laughs> this is going to be either a single stage threat or a five-stage threat, depending on what happens. So, <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. Um, and speaking of, I am going to use Will for this, because this is battling against, like, the existential dread. Yeah. And right. it's battling against, like, being noticed. This is about mental fortitude. Um, unless I'm, it is charisma. I am going to say... So, so uh, before oh. before you roll, I'll let you know what, what's up, because mm-hmm. you're just walking kind of down. It, there is... Um, it's, it, the chamber is kind of a triangular chamber, and then there's two side rooms up to the side. And there are uh, four bugbears in there, and they are hiding. So when you approach in your clothes, they respond by trying to run away from you. Like, they are... It, it immediately re- You immediately realize these are deserters. So you wore the wrong costume to the party. Probably. I mean, or, or, or the right costume, because they'll stay the fuck away from us. Mm-hmm. And we can get through by bluffing. So they, uh, they see you coming and they're like looking at each other and they're picking up some, like they were playing some poker game, you know, and they're picking up their stuff and they're <laughs> trying to scutter and get over to the side chamber where apparently there are more. So now, now roll and see. Well, tell me what you do and then roll. Well, I'm going to roll Will. Um, I am going to say that professional would apply here because I notice what's going on with bugbears. I notice what we saw of the cultists upstairs. And it's like, this is the attitude we all need to embody. This is what we need to do. And I'm going to say journey will work here because... I am plotting us the best route through. Best being quickest. Yeah. yeah. Farthest away from the bugbears. <laughs> I have a weird assist. See if you'll allow it. Is to use charisma because we saw the general guy walk by. So he knows the gate of the cadence for the walk. So he'll use his soldier. Uh, or, yeah, I guess soldierly training to get kind of everybody in, in step to make it look more legit. Yeah, yeah, I can. I'll count that. So, um, that's your charisma. Yeah, D four. All right, so throw a D four. <laughs> I got next. <laughs> Never know. That might be the winning die. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you get my D four? D four. Got my fun little. Uh... Oh, that's weird. I love it. It's not pointy. 
Also, it um, has a little like hex symbol inside of it, like it's a spell casting symbol inside. <laughs> oh, and then the d6 for that. So that should be. Okay, 15. Okay, so we don't need to unleash the five stage threat <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not this five stage threat, anyway. All right, so let me make sure I understand your intent. You were just going to go through purpose and let them get away from you. Yeah, I'm going to, like, use our... Because their instinct is to run back to their other guys and yeah. pretend to be doing whatever they're supposed to be right. doing. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that is what I want to happen. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, they, they uh, believe it, and they are like, we're caught. And, you know, they're talking to each other in Goblin. I don't know if anybody can speak Goblin, but they're saying, like, I told you we needed to go up a level, you know, and they're, like, arguing and then bickering as they go off into the side. And when you pass the side, you can see there are three ogres, six bugbears, and they just keep on going. There's, like, a bunch of people in there that are all deserting. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to find their way out, and they're like, freaking out now and they're cl closing curtains and trying to put their stuff away they think they got caught so you make it pass need to unionize the goblinoids it's <laughs> <laughs> an opportunity mm -hmm. better working conditions <laughs> less crumbling floors you know how many osha violations that is mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> right not safe not safe two hours in the in the fire room four hours in the water room you know <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so um, smoke break in the air room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get past them, and now you're going downstairs again. And as you descend, that that weight is lifted, the fear and anxiety is lifted. So whatever was going on is happening up there. So you're kind of grateful to get away from that. But but this is the lowest level of the of the temple. So. There's some stuff down here where the gems are. Uh, but this is probably where everybody else is, too. So um, when you get down the, uh, the staircase, you enter an enormous series of passages. You're coming up from high, so you can get a sort of bird's eye view. And it's sort of Temple of Doom style, just descends all the way back, flaming torches into uh, a, a huge stage altar area like way back we're talking a quarter mile it's far and then there are all of these side passages uh right below you which uh it's just cold, totally populated you can see torches going you can see people walking around there are cultists there are bugbears there are gnolls there are ogres there are it's totally populated but this is the main corridor so they're kind of coming in and out off to the side and you can guess that the complex goes really far either way if you continue to go straight down, you can see this huge plaza, which is obviously used for sacrifices and stuff. There's a lava pit. There's fire going up and down. There's this, this, this old statue that looks like some evil god that they're worshiping. And then there's curtains, and it goes beyond that. Now, the map that Sarah has, it says that the uh, stones are off in these side chambers kind of over by that altar. Um, but there's a there's a curious uh, note from the Raven Queen, which is uh, in parentheses. It says not on this plane. Mm. 
Okay. So, so you're dealing with interplanar stuff here. Uh, so that that's the situation. Now you, you can see all the way in the corridor uh, at the end where that altar staging area is. Uh, there are cultists. There's a boss cultist that's sort of leading everybody through a chant. Um, but like I say, it's like a quarter mile down. It's really far. Um, and then you have all of these guards and cultists that are streaming in and out of these chambers to the side ahead of you. Um. I'd like to hit the quick save button and roll <laughs> divination at a D8. Um, and basically, uh, I'm going, like, Sarah is going to use divination to try a bunch of different paths and see the potential outcomes of them until she finds the right one. Okay. So you're Doctor Stranging your way through this? I also would accept, um, oh gosh, um, uh, the Heat of the Moment episode of Supernatural, where mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. where Dean just dies over and over mm -hmm. and over again. Where there's that book theories about the, it's like a, it's a straight rip off of uh, the Dresden Files, but like the, but the main character is an oracle. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah. or that Tom Cruise movie mm -hmm. oh, or uh, Groundhog's Day Kill What Kill My, Minority Report oh um, no, um, Live Die Repeat, yeah, Live, die, uh, repeat. I, have, I have All You Remember Need Is Kill uh, I have the manga on my bookshelf uh, it's really really good um, yeah so there's a lot of media about <laughs> doing this <laughs> stuff where you die over and over again is what we're getting at um, so I would say that's probably Force yeah, so yeah, but we don't know what the, it. we don't know what the threat is. There is no real threat. I mean, I told you oh. what the set. Piece I assumed is. all the cultists was the. Um, but nobody is aware you're here, so there is no threat now. Um, if you were to, and right now you're trying to find the best way through, mm -hmm. so we actually need to create a threat. I was I thinking, oh, go ahead about creating a threat since there's already dissidents in the group. Uh, between them, that hopefully it extends to this floor as well. So I think uh, uh, I don't know if I need to spend a point for this, but uh, Mads finds like one of their bow and arrows or something, and he's going to take a pop shot at a guy and just kill him, and then make it seem like the other group did it. So then they start fighting each other. Okay, all right. So the 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 threat you want to introduce is dissonance in the group. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hey up. I would have done something different, but that's okay. That's why we spend. Well, you have all the notes. <laughs> uh, so, what am I rolling here? Oh, yeah. Well, it's uh, actually Sarah's rolling. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I'll let him roll. Well, um, you don't have to roll to create the threat. You yeah, just you just create. Oh, yeah. So, okay. so now it's like a free okay. roll. Okay. And yeah, at this point, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a combination of all of those scenes and the. Um, and the Freebird scene from uh, King, uh, Kingsman mm -hmm. of us just trying to run through this absolute pandemonium. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> like chicken. Just, yeah. Uh, Freebird solo. And, ooh, that is a 21. Whoa. Yeah, um, yeah so... Um, but so the threat was dissonance in the group, which could have backfired. That's why it's a good mm -hmm. threat. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
uh, success means that there's going to be a lot of chaos. That mm. would allow you to do what you want to do. But you have, uh, you have narrative control, so you tell me what happens. How you get through. Yeah, so the... Um, there is this cascading thing of Mads firing the arrow, which hits a guy who like falls and like fires off a crossbow into someone else (laughs) and like somebody sees that and like just like immediately just like takes out a knife and shanks the guy next to him (laughs) and just like uh, (laughs) you just see like like the arrow fires and we get this like over like top-down view of the arrow hitting a guy and then the arrow firing off from that guy hitting another guy and then like the just the violence cascading out um, until just the entire room it's just everybody in different colored cloaks stabbing each other <laughs> there's fireballs uh, somebody drops an earth elemental on top of somebody else somebody else is like spun upside down by a water weird um, like eight people go tumbling by in like a whirlwind um, and just like from the top down we just see Sarah like like somebody has their her hand on her shoulder person behind them has the hand on their shoulder and we're just like conga lighting through the chaos <laughs> I'm gonna awesome. uh, insert here that we are in height order <laughs> <laughs> yep. so Mads has his hand on Sarah's shoulder and Banasri has her hand on Nasri's and McFadden has his hand on Nasri's shoulder. And then eventually, like, like we have to like all duck down under something, and it's like basically just Sarah walking under it, and everyone else having to duck, and right. like all this stuff. Um, Sarah, and Sarah's she... calling out "duck" or two steps to the left to <laughs> yeah. us down the line. That's awesome. like things keep <laughs> happening all around us. Yeah, um, and then I, I think like. The music either has to actually be the Freebird solo or just like a <laughs> like a like a symphonic like waltz of us just kind of walking our way through this. Is the, absolute is the, is the chaos. happening in slow motion? With like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like, like there, you see a guy like getting punched by an Earth Elemental just flying slowly <laughs> behind us. The tension finally oh, broke. There are trolls. There are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there, there's, like, an ogre is wrestling an earth elemental. There's, like, 18 goblins being spun around in a tornado. Um, yeah. Perfect. And that gets us to the dais. Like, the where the, the big cult leader guy is. Um, and either we can get there just kind of unnoticed, or we get there and can kind of deal with them. I don't want to, like... Well, the, the truth like, I rolled well, but I don't want to yeah. like resolve every threat. Yeah, the truth. The truth was about the last threat, so you got past all of those mm-hmm. people because of the dissonance. Um, yeah. Uh, at, but as you get past that, which is the whole the, when you're going through, you can see through this bedlam there are uh, many chambers going to either side, and they're just tons of creatures that are all now in melee with one another. <laughs> and you get past that point, um, a a a commander type comes running out of one of the big chambers trying to order the the troops and the people around but there's nobody's listening to him and he comes up and, and he sees you and now just makes the deductions and so he has um he's a he's a cultist human mm-hmm. 
But he, he breaks out with his two-handed sword and just comes charging. He's seized a threat. Mm-hmm. The only line of defense at this point. Behind him is, is the corridor that leads to the dais, and that is where you see this big, powerful cultist guy. And he is now levitating and watching what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'd like to apply tactical trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold that thought. Let's see if there's another yeah. move first. I mean, I got an axe. And a shield. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> You're also next in line, literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Uh, Sarah's just going to yell, my vision only went this far, and then ducks out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, well, I forgot about your vision. The vision does tell you um, you have to go through the dais in order to get to the elemental planes, which are oh, off yeah. to the side. So, and each plane I, I has its own corridor. Yeah. The the vision was how do I get there without dying? Ah, right. And and basically seeing the iterations. So we actually get a flashback of all the iterations where it's like <laughs> Sarah getting hit by the elemental and like, right. like just suddenly a stalactite falls and crushes Mads. You're like, oh no, and then it goes back. I feel like that should definitely have yakety sex. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I like. Kind of like the idea that, like, all of the things we saw happening to other people were things <laughs> like in each of the visions. Like, we're all twirling around in a tornado. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and in, Ogre's in using Sarah's, one like, of you as a bat against another one of you. <laughs> in Sarah's pocket is like the list of tried and crossed out ideas. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, so I guess Max will shoot. Uh, Mads will shield, even though he kind of wants to attack. He's going to attack. All right. So you against Commander Deckard. Of... Um, yeah. So. I wish I had like a fight dirty. Is there a way to get like, kick like dirt in his face or like. Um. Or throw the mushrooms into his face to like distract him. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can get advantage die if you do something like that. Okay, well, sorry guys, we don't have food anymore. Won't need it if we get in and out. Also, I like the return of the face mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, you to find a use for the mushrooms. It's like a Chekhov gun. Those mushrooms. They need yeah. To use <laughs> if uh, I introduce. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if I use, uh, like, force to assist, does that mean I'm giving up my my move? Not really. No, it's okay. it, it, Unless it's a spell you're casting. No, no, no. Yeah. I just want to, you want to use like, magic as, to assist. as he's doing that, I want to swing my staff mm-hmm. and try and distract him or hit him in the knees or something like right. that. Right. Yeah, that would be an assist, so you get his force die. So that's a d6. Force but uh, I should, before you start assisting, uh, this is a pretty big threat. That means you won't be able to use force on sure. this guy. Yeah. yeah, I understand. And then axe. And then I'm a soldier. Okay, so this is advantage. I gotta start this over. This is the d20. This is my force. This is the axe. This is the assist. And and how does advantage work in this game? Because it's different than the other game. <laughs> you get a d6, actually. E- d6, okay. So Disadvantage works like D and D, right? I remembered, I remembered that part. I just yeah. knew that it didn't work the other way. 
The reason you get more d6s is because that rounds out the, the pool better. You get a bigger chance of less swinging. Um, fighter, do I get a d6 for the tag teaming? <laughs> yeah, get all, take all the die. Just take them all. Take them. Yeah. All right, here we go again. You could also throw in a discipline. You could. I could, but oh, there was a lot of dice, so I had faith, and I got a 21. Um, so it, it just so you understand the mechanics, since you have narrative control, mm -hmm. threat is still in play, but you can kind of give yourself an advantage by telling me exactly what happens here. I mean, he's not going to get right beheaded, but he might. Well, maybe he fall did down. get beheaded, and another head just grows back. <laughs> <laughs> Make things difficult for me. Yeah, uh, I do think the the tag team is. I think it's something that over the hundred years that Mads. Oh yeah. Mads and uh, McFadden have been hanging out and being adventure bros uh, that this is when they fought against the, the trolls um, that they, they perfected the tag team of hitting them in the knee and then uh, Mads coming up and hitting the um, whatever the threat was with the butt of the axe to like stun it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then that usually would open up for a McFadden Uber spell. Can, can I make make a little suggestion that because of the height difference, mm -hmm. that the thing is that uh, McFadden goes low mm -hmm. and Mads goes high, which is not what people would think. So mm -hmm. it throws everyone off their game mm -hmm. as I whack him in the shin and then you <laughs> and also him in the face. runs and jumps off of uh, McFadden's back to add a pseudo <laughs> fastball special, uh -huh. but, but yeah. So that's what happens. So, um, and the way it works when I'm running the game is I have, if you were to roll 11 to 19, I would have something that he would do back, you mm -hmm. know, with his base spell, spell list or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but since you got a 20 plus, he, he's not going to be doing yeah. anything. He's, he's totally stunned. And Because um, this is our well-seasoned, well-trained tag team attack. He, he has a WTF expression, you know, <laughs> and kind of loses his bearings and looking, what is, what am I actually up against? Mm -hmm. um, and he probably keeled over because he hit it, you know, the shin. That's not fun. Yeah. Uh, so he's keeled over and on the shin and he's looking around. He's very confused. Doesn't do anything else. That leaves an opening for somebody to do something else. How many tiers of threat is this guy? Well, right now he's down to three. Okay. So there's three left, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I was trying to figure out if the next one would be like a finisher or not. Okay, cool. Um, in that case, uh, tactical shovel to the other shin. <laughs> <laughs> like, like slides between uh, McFadden's legs and then like swings out the shovel and hits the other leg. Nice. Let's hope it works. Yeah. So that's going to be a D20 plus my D6 force. Uh, um... Let's see. Um, could I use? I do not tire quickly and can endure physical activity for a long time, because we just went through a really oh, low, really intense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Scene. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, just basically like, oh yeah, I, like uh, Sarah's background is she's a laborer. Like she she was a peasant, yeah. and so this is just like this is actually easier than working the fields yeah, all day. It's not like Tuesday. <laughs> okay, D20 plus 2D6. Can I assist right. with this using charisma? Yeah, you're not going to help. It's not going to help. It's not going to help. That was a net one. Oh, 
Oh, oh yeah. No. I rolled a six on the d6, but that's a nat one. Oh boy. Well, did you? Oh, you what? Yeah, you can't. So the talents and abilities could... does that only pertain to us? If you can argue a case narrative, it's a narrative based game. So if you can argue something, but um, the the I can't get a bonus high enough. Even no, you, you, a, oh yeah, because it's an eight, eight, eight to a nine, help. right? Yeah, right. That's definitely so. a botch. So um, uh -huh. let me look at his list of things he can do. Do I lose my last shovel? <laughs> Would you? Oh yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Not the shovel of Antioch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, My grandmother gave me that shovel. So some of these are. It's boring. a piece of the one true shovel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he he uh, is just easily sidesteps the uh, other shin blow, and reaches his hand out and kind of does an upwards gesture, and one of the cultists that got killed by another cultist mm. stands up. And just starts charging forward, and there is a ravenous zombie behind you, because he pulled it from the crowd that was behind you. So now there's oh, two you threats really did in play. It now, buddy. <laughs> no, when no, when there's multiple threats in play, when you ignore one threat, uh, it escalates. So you have to make hard choices at this point. Is the levitating guy part of this threat with the cult? Not yet. He's a different. He's threat. in the wings. Okay. Yeah. He's watching. He's okay. seeing how Degum handles himself because Degum got promoted yesterday and he was like, All right, <laughs> I was time. on the fedge, they overruled me, but let's let's I, I really think that the whole let's see how he does. Yeah. This then is really the, the tip off point for the union. <laughs> right. <laughs> they were like, I thought this was supposed to happen at six, but I guess we're just doing it now. Uh, Degum Degum's trying he's trying to try to impress his boss. Let's see how it goes. Um ba 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 ba. I am going to uh, I'm going to use warding to create a temporary magical armor for Sarah. Okay. So that this zombie can't uh, bite or attack. So that it's you know clawing against the the magical ward. That was a one. You do have to get hurt. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. But um, you can I'll stop say... her from getting hurt uh, more. Okay. Unless you want to use that oh, elsewhere. I, I completely. I can still. I can still. Yeah. Yeah, the zombie did get to you and started tearing do I you up. Do I take the harm to the stat I was using? It, 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 it depends on how you feel. Like, if this is, like, making you scared, it should go to force. What happens when all three of my harm get filled in a tree? That means you can't use that die anymore until you heal okay. it. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and mark the harm to charisma because okay. this is embarrassing. that makes... It, well, it's more just like, oh, people are raising zombies in front of me. That's just that's just fucking rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like right. can't let the can't let the Raven Queen see this. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I, bad at my job. <laughs> like if I had troubled this guy appropriately, this would not be happening. Yeah, sorry to backpedal a bit, but you should have gotten hurt. So what so what happens is a zombie does make it to you, starts tearing you up. Mm -hmm. Do you still want to use your shield? Because it would prevent further harm. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm I'm gonna yeah. do. So um, I know I'm ignoring the the guy with the sword, but I'm trusting Mads to take care of him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so you're um, handling the zombie threat. Uh, and so I just am, I'm going to roll the d4 for that and a d20. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah, unless there's something else you can add. Uh can I take a d6 for mage? Uh, 
like my knowledge of magic isn't being, being tested, tested, but doing it, but doing it fast. By doing it fast, right? That works. Oop! Shield. Yeah. Uh, well, you are doomed because uh, that was another nat one, <laughs> oh, so no. that's a five uh, total. But I'll take another harm. <laughs> this is when things get really fun. Yeah. <laughs> can Can I volunteer to take the harm rather than um, it getting him or like? Because oh, narratively, it makes sense. It narratively, narratively makes, it makes sense. But, sense. If, but if there's an effect that happens to me, that's fine also. Well, you'll continue. I mean, harm doesn't necessarily mean physical harm. I mean, you are being harmed, yes. But the harm is actually going to... Um... Oh, man, I forgot her name. It's emotional name. damage. Emotional <laughs> damage. No, I'm yeah, The harm is actually going to you because of how it pans out. So I just have to decide how I want to handle it. We have... I'm just going to... I'm just going to activate the boss. He's He's not at all convinced that this is going to work well. <laughs> um, Wait a minute, they're casting spells? <laughs> it's, uh... it's above your pay grade, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of like a middle manager, like somebody I could kind of like get responsibility. <laughs> Not really? <laughs> really, the, the big guy is kind of a micromanager. So yeah. like... You know, I've sat out for as long as I can make myself sit out, but like mm-hmm. you're obviously handling this poorly. Mm-hmm. Look, you haven't actually taken any of my I'm hands. I'm gonna take a harm to force because like magic isn't supposed to fail me. Yeah. So this is kind of making me like and I think it's oh, just gonna happened? be an outright fail. What happens is the uh the the levitating guy just sort of does this sort of and the shield goes. Oh, just kind like, of he just kind of no <laughs> no fucking shield, okay. Anyway, get back to where you were. Hey, he's very blasé about it. Okay. So the cost is just that I lost the, the spell slot? You lost the spell slot, and it has an effect on you. Okay. That, so, that, that was uh, totally what it, it was like like a, a gnat. Yeah, to this no, no, fair enough. So is it is it fear? Is it shame? Is it anger? I, I think it's fear. Yeah, okay. So mark your force. Yeah. All right, so now there are three threats on the table, so I don't know, you need to start doing something Oof. different. I don't know what. <laughs> I am going to use an inspiration to to add even more. <laughs> uh, like, there's Descent and the cultists have been fighting each other, yeah. but we really <laughs> haven't dealt with the Chekhov's union downstairs. Yes, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> There is a Chekhov's Union, you're right. (laughs) So I am going to use an inspiration to say that the, like, Chekhov's Union comes through, and they are like, (laughs) and there is one of whatever creature, like a, like, I don't know if it's a... The Return of the Null. Um... They locked him up. <laughs> it's like a... Because he's union organizing. Yeah. <laughs> he leads the charge. And he comes in like, gnolls at the front, running through. There's gnolls, bugbears, trolls, ogres. We've seen all of those. And, oh my. And they're like, you know, meat's on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so they come Eat in... the rich. ...to... <laughs> to start like decimating the corpses and go after the zombie because it's obvious dad as well mm-hmm. that um to my intent here is to hamper the ability to raise anyone else and to get rid of the zombie um as all dead things are meat 
Okay, cool. Well, uh, the, the zombie threat's in place, so you can't eradicate it, but you can introduce this, that the, the union has arrived, and that's going to be a complication <laughs> for, like, everything that these guys want to do. Seize so, the means we'll of destruction! Seize <laughs> <laughs> the means of destruction. I love it. Um, but but they're actually specifically going after their power sources, is what you're saying. So, mm-hmm. like, get rid of the ability for them to create zombies and they because the union obviously knows where and how they work so yeah that'll um that'll be something you can leverage yeah so you know how hyenas have those like ruffs of fur on their back um the only thing you have to lose is your manes <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's so don't we, mind me we have Degum, we have his boss we have a zombie um and does that use my turn i guess is my other question and uh, and the union has shown up. So uh, th- there's a rallying cry going on behind, and the, all these th- the dissonance is now getting kind of organized. And they're like, "Oh, well, it's your narrative control, so you get to come up with the union boss name." Oh, thanks. <laughs> what? Uh, boss uh, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this: uh, union boss name is Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin has. Um, gotten up onto a crate and is shouting a goblin rallying cries everybody's dropping their weapons and looking back towards their real enemy the one that hasn't given them enough resources to be Mm -hmm. successful and evil and they get blamed for all of the missteps of management and so they're they're rallying and they get told about meat pies (laughs) yeah and how delicious they are yeah there's Mm -hmm. this one knoll you Why gotta try this. <laughs> we need to establish trade with the with the surface world. It's so, so much, much better. It's so much better than raw meat. They put it in pastry dough. It's they have these things called spices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next? Well, I'm gonna take the opportunity to. Uh, You know, I think, like, you have to balance nature and society. Yeah, and there's a lot of imbalance going on here. So much imbalance. And I'm going to say, like, the, the cause of that imbalance is the abuse of power mm-hmm. by upper management. So you're joining the union, <laughs> union efforts. <laughs> like, can't stand against the union. Power to the people. All right, so this Support is... Support the WGA. <laughs> Donate to the entertainment community fund, people. <laughs> <laughs> this is charisma against which threat well i guess against uh, it could go either against Degum or his boss probably his boss i am going to go for the yeah. boss but i'm gonna say that uh that this one is a uh a show of force mm-hmm. oh, oh okay. i can assist with my charisma as well all right <laughs> uh, uh i see so you're 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 not using your Charisma? No. Charisma, you're using your force because... Uh, is... Because the only way to... You can't win over people like that. Uh-huh. All right. Like, he is... He is the embodiment of everything that we stand against. Red, the blood of angry men. Well, <laughs> it's, um, it's not persuade the means of production. It is seize the means of production. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Got it. Okay, force it is. And then charisma, because you're 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 backup dancing here, or what's going on? <laughs> uh, oh, I was gonna do like rallying cries and uh-huh. stuff like that. 
Um, I might just start singing Les Mis. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's your charisma die? Uh, what is your charisma die? D8. Eight. Awesome. Wow. And then that was... So that's a D6 for that. D6 for my bow. Um, and then at this point, I'm going to say we need to survive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Survival. Burn that die. Survival of the most worthy <laughs> which would be us <laughs> it's this really okay. a skill for like discipline for setting traps and stuff but we'll allow it <laughs> we'll allow it um <laughs> you get two more dice use it exactly uh and i know a great deal about a region of history and people and it's like this time that we spent in the temple of elemental evil <laughs> my well, you, knowledge you of look the, at the social constructs yeah totally like, uh Great. And I think that that's... That's a huge pull. Yeah, that's a... We'll see how it goes for me. Okay. Okay. That's a 14. Alright. You know, like, it could have been a nat 1. <laughs> <laughs> it has been in the past. Exactly. Um... It, it was quite recently. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's two nat 1s I've rolled this game. Yeah, that's... Hilarious. He also didn't you get a 20? Okay, anyway, we're distracting ourselves. The mob is rushing down the corridor. And um, they're all going after the levitating boss guy, who is now entirely devoted to dealing with this. And so he um he 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 he's not flipping this time. Now he's sort of oh and throws down a blanket of darkness. It suddenly goes black. Even those with dark vision can't see anything. And there's the clash and clutter of people stumbling over each other. You're feeling bodies next to you as they're trying to pass through. Um, and that's what he does. Yeah. So, sucks. Uh, I think... Yeah, uh, there's also a zombie still trying to eat your friend. <laughs> and a guy who just got All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh... I'm just making random stuff up for my magic item, because why not? Because I think that one of the uh, strategies that the dwarves use is having dark sight, so anything that could take that away from them is something that they really want to counteract. Oh, so yeah. if there's somebody does cast darkness, I think he has an axe of like true sight, so it gives them a bubble ah. to be able to still see like around themselves. Yeah, yeah. A dwarf can't be blind underground. Yeah. No way. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, you can see. But I, I wouldn't be like an emanation, like from probably thirty feet or so. So, yeah. like if everybody's in your bubble, mm -hmm. I yeah. feel sneeze coming. Maybe it won't. Now that you've called it out, it's gonna be shy. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna be waiting. All right, all right. What about now? Uh, all right, cool. So you, so you have the, <laughs> you all can see, and it's sort of these forms and shapes around you as mm -hmm. as as everybody's tumbling into each other and this this chaos and it kind of goes quiet after a minute because they're like okay well maybe i'll stop running you know and we'll <laughs> so uh, i don't know where the swords and axes yeah, are right <laughs> not a good idea people are calling out for their buddies <laughs> <laughs> um marco <laughs> carl you marco there? the knoll <laughs> union leader could be and it's like hold all right come on everybody um all right, so so you you you're in a bubble. You can react now a, a, a better, but we still have these threats that are about to escalate. Um, so 
So I'd like to introduce something to the to the scene. Okay. And then I'd like to take an action based off of that. Sounds good. So what I'd like to introduce to the scene is that uh, the Deckham. Deckham. Deckham is f- floating up in the air and surrounding him are these are four um, giant quartz crystals. Uh, which are sort of part of this this whole uh, shrine setup, uh, mm-hmm. like focusing for power. And then what I'm going to do is uh, use Weather's D6 to create and target a lightning bolt. And I'm going to hit him with that lightning bolt, and the shocks are going to cause uh, piezoelectric uh, shocks to keep hitting him as well. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Now, is this the, the boss or Degum is the commander who was kind of giving his shot? The oh, the, shot? this this is the, the floating guy. The floating guy. Right. Okay. Yeah, who's distracted right now, who just cast darkness. We don't know his name because I didn't I didn't write it down. Let's okay. His name is the boss. <laughs> we'll call him uh, Darius. Mm-hmm. Management. <laughs> <laughs> Management. At that point, I, I feel like Degum is the management and and floaty dude is like the CEO. Yeah, he's like, like mm, right, you're right. billionaires. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to what they call it? C-suite. C-suite. Deck up in the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> Not even C-suite. He's board member. But All right. A... So so I'm going to uh, I got a D6 for the spell. I have a D20 for the thing, and I'm going to use uh, Mage get a D6 when your knowledge of magic is tested. Mm-hmm. In yeah, the that idea counts. that that science is magic Great. in this. Uh, any anything else? Does, um, do you want it? Do you want to uh, point out our uh, geology to me? <laughs> uh... Who were you asking? Oh, my my dwarf friend to see if he. Uh, uh, can I use that as a by talent? My dwarf talent, I guess. Would that be? Well, I mean, you could just help him by telling him about the geology, and you would yeah. give him your will. Die. Yeah, I was going to say will. That's what I was trying to pay, yeah. pin it to. That means you won't be able to use will against. Uh, Darius. That's okay. That's not axe swinging stuff. You know what I mean. So yeah, what's your will? Be axing anyway. My will is a d six. D six. Great. That is a 20 on the die, so a 24 total. Well, you can take your coin back. Um, Uh, And then I actually, I want to, here's here's what I want to do, because I want those shocks to be continuing. I'm going to give this right back to you to use my feet. (laughs) Okay. Which is soothing, spend inspiration to move a threat down one state. Oh, jeez. So what I'm doing is, like, I moved him down for hitting him, and then this continuing effect also brings his level down. Hey, he's Sweet. being electrocuted. Yeah. And he he's like got it. to deal with casting his magic while that's happening, because it's not stopping. That's great. Just so you know, this is a five-stage threat. Now it's down to two. Great. Um, and he didn't really do anything yet. Well, he did darkness. Um, also, the other threats aren't going to escalate now because you got a 20 plus. Oh, great. So you all still kind of have the initiative right now. Um, what are we going to do about the zombie? I mean, this is the one that's oh, going to pop first. Oh, I got first. that. Okay, cool. I was just waiting, waiting for an opportunity. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, Sarah's just going to, like... Like, fingertip to the zombie's forehead and just go, get back in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
Bad corpse. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's going to be charisma. I am persuading the zombie back into the ground. Uh, I am shaming it. You shouldn't have gotten back up. <laughs> Bad move, buddy. Uh, and I'm going to grab a talent die because obviously my understanding of the divine helps here. Yeah. And... You have two inspiration, by the way, if I'm cracking them right. Oh, I got two inspiration? Yeah, because oh, sure. you rolled a 20 plus at some point. Okay, nice. Um, okay, and then... Um, yeah, can... I, again, this has been a long-running fight. Can I get that bonus from my background? Yeah, definitely. Okay, sweet. All right, so that's 2d6 and a d8. It's like an 8-year-old or a 6-year-old never tire. 8-year-old's <sighs> mm -hmm. tire. That's a 9. Oh, no! That's not good enough. Did you know you had to get a 10? Uh, I, I am aware. Okay. Um, if I was in the room, I would be throwing the dice at you. <laughs> um, All right. So uh, the zombie has figured out that your throat is very soft and is just yep. ripping at it. Oh, no. Mm. Uh, so take a harm. That's okay. all a zombie does. That's the only move I got. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a. And it's in dark, too. I mean, you're kind of falling like out of the harm darkness. To force. I mean, he doesn't want to give us a diatribe on anti-unionization. <laughs> Not interested. Not interested. Now, what you see is trickle-down economics. <laughs> zombie. Zombies already covered in scabs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. Uh, uh, um, I am going to escalate one of these other threats, though. I'm trying to decide which one. I think Degum needs to have his day. Every Degum has his day. <laughs> uh, you hear Degum chant uh, words which only you understand. He's dispelling your lightning. Oh, okay. And um, that is, uh, I, I already did a hard move, so it's not a hard move. It's something he's in the act of doing. Okay. It's a good thing that I was planning on going after Degum next. Yeah, get that guy. Um, I... In case I'm in a tree. <laughs> make him I'm... make like a tree. I love this as you come like Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to use the sound of his voice to train onto him because yes. I'm assuming he's outside of this bubble. He's in the darkness. Yeah. Um... You're going to attack the darkness. Yay! Yay! We did it. <laughs> Stream's After over. This, we go have home. to go confront That's the it. We won the game. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm gonna do that with my bow, and um, well, I'm also saying this is for the survival of all of us. Mm -hmm. Counts, sure. Load up that pool. And that, um, that this is once again a balance of nature and society. Uh, it, it, arguably. I, I see where you're going with it because uh, they perverted everything down here. And mm -hmm. so you're trying to get it back to course so you can add that. Also, you have, um, if you want to spend your inspiration, you can to add D6 to your pool. I feel like I'm okay there. I'm just, honestly, my biggest issue has been my D20. <laughs> Not the pool. Yeah. Not the pool. Yeah. <laughs> my pool has been good to me so far. And my D20 has been like, it's been D&Ding &D you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my, I just, I realized something very stupid. When I rolled that not one, I should have re-rolled it. 
Oh, because oh. you're a halfling. Because I'm a halfling and I'm lucky. Uh, the pain. <laughs> you weren't lucky that time. But now you're getting zombie kisses, so it all makes it better. <laughs> <laughs> that little one-stage thread is going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck yeah! No. No. Oh. Oh, I read that wrong. Uh-oh. That expression. Uh oh. It's an eight. What was it? Ooh. I don't know, but a dice went to dice jail just now. It's mm. an eight. <laughs> went to the holding cell. Uh, whenever I escalate a threat, I add an arrow. So there's lots of arrows on here. <laughs> um, okay. The uh, you were arrowing, I'm assuming, right? Mm hmm. The arrow just goes into the darkness somewhere, and the chanting continues. The lightning just stops. So Can I action go along is... with my axe? Hmm? Can I action try to interrupt it with my axe or no? Uh, no, because it's at the outcome of her okay. roll. Cool. So you can come in next. Uh, the, the lightning stops, and this hand comes from the darkness into the, the light and grabs you and brings you into the darkness, mm. and you're getting pummeled out there. Uh, I am taking one to my charisma because yeah. bows are my thing. I can't. Uh, you know what? I did two hard moves. It was a little bit much. Um, I'm just going to say that he's trying to grab you and bring you into the darkness. Um, but the lightning is gone. He dispelled that. I can't have all power. I have to dial it back sometimes. Hmm. So this middle manager guy. Hmm? <laughs> Our mental management scum. Yeah. Um, yeah, the mental management guy is trying to grab her and bring her into the darkness. There's also a zombie you hear. Mm -hmm. Seems to be very uh, 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 eager, I guess is the word, about what it's discovering. So we have the CEO, middle management, and zombie, right? Mm hmm. And Kavine is out there, too, with his people. But, I mean, Kavine's on our side. Yeah. yeah. Our. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their side, but tangentially with us. So we're temporarily aligned. Yeah. There we go. I mean, just from a dice perspective, I think Sarah is in the most trouble right now. Yeah. Um, is there a way to, like, Irish whip the middle management guy into Sarah, so then the zombie starts attacking him. There's always a way. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Hook him with your axe and pull him into yeah. the yeah. zombie kisses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so can I use protection on that? That does count as protection. Absolutely. Would it also count as melee? Uh, uh, as what? Melee? Uh, yeah, definitely. Sweet. And force. And force. Um, and then I'm a fighter. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm also a soldier. <laughs> I mean, this is the most strategy you've shown so far. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I feel like we started the ruckus with the, the mad move. Uh, uh, that is a 17. Nice. Okay. 
It's so many sixes. I know. The number of the oh, beats. Last rose. Um, no. Okay, so 17. Yep. Um, it is going to interrupt this with, with a soft move in play, even though mm -hmm. it wasn't quite a threat. Uh, so, uh, Degum gets pulled. <laughs> you tell me how it goes. <laughs> I'm not sure I pulled. He gets pulled and and like thrown into the path. Yeah, like I pull, I pull yeah. and think it's like an Irish whip. Like, oh right, okay. He, he uses like the axe to like around his neck as like uh, a hook. Right, and, and then he just, yeah. And so the uh, the Degum goes tumbling on uh, in front of you, Sarah. And the zombie is like, ooh, new meat, and is now going to town on that guy. So you are finally free. A little beaten up, but but free of the zombie. And the zombie is now, um, well, it, the zombie is no longer a threat. So uh, Degum just, like, once this happens, Degum just beheads the zombie and is trying to get the body off of him. <laughs> okay. Um... Is the what's the one percent up to? Is the darkness still? He, he's uh, beyond the darkness somewhere. Okay, darkness yeah. is still going on. Yeah. Um, what stage are people at? Well, uh, Degum has three stages on him, and Darius has two. Okay, Darius, cool. This uh, is all above board, by the way. Usually, this would be on a table, but since we're streaming, mm -hmm. to use a little difficult. I mean, you could put it on the table for the benefit of the people in the. There's just an empty space. Well, right there. there's no yeah. sort of middle table. Uh, <laughs> bummer. Where is it? Okay. Um, she used hand yeah, signals. So I think <laughs> if if this were an ongoing game, there's a way we can set up like a camera to be on a section of the table. Right. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. I know but, what you're talking about. Right. But okay. for a one shot, not not happening. Um, I think my options here. Um, I think I'm going to go after uh, Degum. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, he's right next to you. Yeah, so you're not supposed to confront the same threat with the same approach. Correct? You, you can. Uh, it, it, if, you've, if you've assisted somebody, you can't use that die. Okay. Uh, but you can still roll, even without a die. It's just you're going to have to oh, under okay. your pool. Um, okay. So I can't use the same ability die... To confront the same threat, is that right? Uh, if you have, did you assist with your ability die? I didn't, but I attacked him with force before. Oh yeah, you can still use force. The only time okay. that happens is if you're assisting, because basically you're handing your die to somebody for the duration mm. of that threat. Okay. Okay. So, cool, cool, um, cool, cool, cool. so yeah, you can use force as much as you want. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he's trying to push the zombie off of him yeah. and just shovel out of nowhere. Okay. All right. Um, cool. See, uh, because of darkness, I'm going to give you an advantage die on that. Nice. I was going to say it's a different tactic because this time it's not a shovel to the shin, it's a shovel to the face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, uh, works better. Okay. So that's going to be a D6 for Bigger force. Target. D6 for I can do this all day. Um, <laughs> um, my religion has taught me how to shovel people in the face. Uh, <laughs> do I get that third D6? Do I? <laughs> Uh, because you made me laugh. Okay, excellent. All right, D20, 3D6. All right, so uh, I was like, oh, well, I can reroll these ones. It doesn't matter. I already have a six on the D6. It comes out to a 20 exactly. Oh, nice. So I will get another 
inspiration. Yes, you do. And um, uh, he, he that's not enough to knock him out of a threat, by the way. But mm -hmm. uh, what does happen? I mean, you smack him in the face. <laughs> and um, do you want to keep him down? Just a resonating huang. Um, <laughs> what I would like to do is basically um, between the, the immediate concussion he just got and the zombie on top of him, he's not getting back up before somebody else can go after him. Okay, yeah, that's fair. He's, he's down. Um, and... Gosh, I'm trying to think what I want to do with this inspiration. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm going to spend an inspiration and say that the Shovel of Antioch um, is going... I'm going to hold it aloft like I'm He-Man. Uh -huh. And uh, through the power of the Raven Queen, dispel the darkness. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you can do inspiration to do that. Uh, well, actually, technically you can't. I'll still allow it. But is I'll the darkness the technical. a threat? Yeah, darkness is part of a threat. Part of the threat. Uh, okay. But but we can we can illuminate. Okay. I mean, you might not be able to dispel it, but you can illuminate and see better. Okay. In that case, I will be a shining beacon for my allies so that they can better go after Darius. Yeah. All right. All right. So cool. he can't hide in the darkness. Yeah. Great. So. Uh, well, you heard you heard her. We have um, more visibility now. You can see Darius on the ground with a zombie. And he's been smashed. Blood coming all Dagum. over his face. Nose totally smashed. Um, that's not, Dagum on the ground. Right? Yeah, that's 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 but Dagum. Two D Dagum. Yeah, Dagum. Darius, I'm sorry, is still in the darkness. You don't know where he is. Um, and since the roll was so well, nothing's escalating. So you have a moment to try to restage yourself. What do you want to do? Gonna use my inspiration to say that um all of that lightning and everything that was going on with those crystals um and dispelling the lightning that was hitting Darius didn't dispel the lightning entirely it contained the lightning inside the crystals oh, okay so the crystal the, was sort of like a capacitor that kept it yeah a capacitor that glows yeah okay um thus creating a nice like circle target around Darius. So you have visibility on Darius. All right, I'll accept it, sure. Anyway, it's like a, a, a misty blackness, but you can see him through the ambient flow. It's like looking at someone through a smoked glass. Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm going to ax him. Okay. Darius or the other guy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, they're gonna get an advantage die because I'm gonna demote him to Shipley. <laughs> <laughs> Given the circumstances, you get an advantage die. I mean, this guy's gonna be hard for him to get out of the way or block it. Uh, I think he's. Uh, it's gonna be just real simple that Mads is just gonna step on the zombie, so he can't push it up to mm -hmm. get off it and just kind of swing at his head because okay. I'm just him standing on the zombie. It's just a one-two like us hitting a railroad spike. <laughs> <laughs> just shovel axe. Yeah. I'm a soldier. Uh more tag team, I guess. Yeah. Fighting and then yeah. fighter. So don't forget the axe bonus. Oh right. Oh yeah, I keep because you're, this is definitely cleaving. Oh man, that's a twenty-two. Now he's afraid to turn around. All right, so um, 
I, I given the circumstances, I actually think I'm going to downstage this threat because he, he, I don't think he can survive this. I think he gets cleaved. And so we're just going to call it and you tell me what happens. Uh, sorry, uh, Sarah, you get covered in, uh, Shifley blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the like, not the a... first time, won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's definitely a pop and a uh, of what happened with the aftermath. Uh, and then he, I think, Matt just has a look like, mm-hmm. like job well done. Yeah. All right. Now to the boss. Yeah. So the boss uh, is is visible, and he is seeing what's happening. And his blase attitude is starting to turn a little severe. And he's starting to like, you can see he's calculating. Going to make a move, but he isn't yet making a move. Because he rolled a 20. And I don't get to use any of the powers. Right. Even though I have a long list of them. (laughs) That aren't able to be used. I cannot use them. Yet. With him and the crystals in sight, I'm going to... uh... I'm going to use power to uh, uh, at the D8 to animate objects or create constructs and golems. Okay. And I'm going to create a golem out of one of those charged crystals. Oh, so with a cracking sound, it breaks free of its, uh, you know, of it, and it forms into a rough humanoid shape, and it grabs onto him. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Just That's makes like me think of the metal. Dark Souls one crystal golems. Yeah, those things are absolutely <laughs> terrifying. They smash you real good. Big boss has been downgraded. I haven't even got to use them. It's so <laughs> sad. Uh, well, you're gonna get a chance now. That's just a ten. Yay! Oh, just a ten. Okay. Well, still, I get one chance. Okay. <laughs> you um, only get one shot. Not <laughs> <use your chance>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to do something good, though. No magic missile for me. Um, Okay. So the uh, crystalline goblin, goblin, golem, golem. It embraced him and he's contained. And so he just utters a, a magical word, which you recognize. It's just, it's a curse. And so you just like feel the uh, anxiety of uncertainty wash over you. And um, at this point, you are not at all confident in your capabilities. Like you okay. just feel very insecure all of a sudden. Um, and yeah, you'll take harm from no, no. Okay. You don't take harm. No, no. It's, harm. Just, it's just going. Okay. It's going to be a disadvantage later. Okay. Okay. So uh, we, uh, big bad is struggling. He's being uh, restrained by a crystal golem. Uh, the masses are in the back are trying to gravitate towards the light. So you can see the mob is sort of lining up against him. Um, Kaveen is shouting. In Goblin, I don't think anybody could speak Goblin, but it sounds like rallying cries, um, and they're getting more organized. So that's that's the situation. They're 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 toppling this thing. Why you should treat your workers better? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Fair contracts. Yeah. 
see if all these bugbears and ogres had just been able to work from home rather than having to come <laughs> into the office. Right. It's a charade. The whole thing's a charade. I mean, you know, like all they're asking for is reasonable rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe the artwork upstairs would have been nicer. If <laughs> I mean, if you they really got to engage worse. with the art. Right. Uh, you want good art, you got to give people free time. And maybe they just wanted windows. You know, there's a r- real thing about light. Right. Coming into the Temple of Elemental Evil. Right. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe not the bugbears, but like some of them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice skylight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how many stages are left on Darius? Uh, he's down to one. Uh, uh, sweet. Um, do, do you want to first? Do you want first swing, Fuja? Sure, says my die has been so evil to me. Follows fails, he'll get more moves. I'm gonna say that this one is a will because, like, I see what he's done, and also, but I'm taking that like strength from the people, and uh-huh. it's like, this will fall. I am going to impose my will on you, which is that you need to go down, stop speaking your curses. Yeah, um. And so, will, and then I'm going to use my bow. Um, and, and yeah, this is the ultimate, I feel like this is the ultimate professional balance of nature and society. <laughs> Especially oh. because, like, you know, our good friend Kavin from upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> we all rise together. <laughs> Oh yes, twenty-two. Woo! That takes care of Darius for sure. <laughs> and that, that, that's it. So that means you have narrative control. You tell me what happens. Um, I feel like and one more. Oh right. Um. Order. <laughs> I mean, you say that except I was at zero, so no. Oh, that's true. You've only got two. <laughs> I am using this economy the way it is meant to be used. <laughs> That's right. Um, I shoot an arrow towards Darius, and it hits him in like one of the spaces that, like, um, like where the crystal golem isn't holding him. But what it, it but it's not actually a killing blow. It just is like you see this pool of blood start to spread and everyone takes up the rallying cry that like he can bleed. Oh. <laughs> and around us surge all of the dissidents, all of the union. And it's this like mass wave of bugbears and gnolls and orcs and goblins all converging on top of Darius and you can't even like like they just come come and then he like gets sunk in the center of it and you don't see what happens to him but you hear it uh, and that's how we keep our PG-13 rating <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the darkness immediately dissipates and you can see the crowd and they're cheering and hailing you as heroes in their language for helping them topple um, the, the the infrastructure. There is a change in the air, though, which feels a little like it did upstairs. Heavy anxiety descends 
and the air gets really humid all of a sudden. And everybody stops. It's quiet. You can hear a pin drop. Mushrooms begin forming all over the corridor. A thick, unsettling mist appears. And the lone shape of a female figure walks through the mist. She is completely consumed with mushrooms and fungus. Uh, almost to the point where you can't make out features except to see that she's a feminine form. And she is standing in the middle of the corridor as the mushrooms are expanding around her, filling up the entire space. Behind her is a little old man with a cane, just smiling. Running a little late, are we? She begins walking towards you. Uh, and, and there's a sense of dread and foreboding that is uh, hitting all of us? Yes, definitely. Is that considered a level of threat? Uh, yeah, I mean... This is a threat. Are you saying the dread itself? Well, uh, so what I want to do is one of my abilities for uh, creation is to create thoughts or emotions in others. So I wanted to combat the feeling of dread and hopelessness mm -hmm. by uh, summoning uh, tranquility and confidence. Yeah, yeah in, that, in would, that would address this threat because that's one of the effects of this threat being in here. Okay. Uh, so let's Also the religious that. type. Uh, Sarah... Mm -hmm. This is Zuckmoy, who is like an arch, arch demon kind of mm -hmm. almost god level creature. Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, and then one of the things I want to do is uh, I have, uh, as an elf, I cannot be magically controlled, and I want to channel that ability to throw off the. Uh, the malaise that everyone's feeling. Oh, okay. All right. So it's kind of an area of effect spell. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm giving everyone a taste of what it's like to be to be an elf. Right. Is that a, a D6 on that? Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. For advantage. Now, do you want me to roll with disadvantage because of the curse? Right. You're not confident in your abilities. You've been cursed. Um, right. Arguably, the curse could have lifted, but I think it's one of those lingers until it's not working anymore. Uh, 10 is my lowest, and then a 6 is 16. Okay. Nice dice are much nicer. All right, so that dread is lifted from everyone. And um, now you know what you've been missing, being not an elf. <laughs> this is what he's like all the time. Matt still doesn't think he's missing anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> is it just elves don't get anxiety? <laughs> like, that's right. Like, but honestly, uh, that's a great fucking superpower. It's <laughs> an amazing superpower. Can I have that? Like, forget flight or super strength. Yeah. I just want that one. Give me some elf blood. And 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 your confidence is returned. You're thinking, oh, maybe that curse wasn't. Maybe it subsided. Great. So. Um. There's, there's there's a hissing noise in the cavern. Um, everybody, again, is really quiet. And the the floor of the corridor, which is that big quarter-mile corridor we've been talking about, just gets covered with lavender and dark purple hues. And it starts going up the walls. 
Um, and I think both the mage and the cleric and the ranger would recognize that these are purple mushroom hazards. Do not step on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but but she's like cased the entire cavern with this. You got a little schmutz right there, and I'm going <laughs> to cast cure or uh, to cure a creature of a magical curse or effect, and basically make the host body not capable of having the mushrooms on it. Let's see what the dice say about that. Ooh. So uh, that's going to be charisma. Um, and that's going to be some religion. And I can do this all day. <laughs> and that's a d8 from the spell. So that's 2d8, 2d6. Um, and uh, get thee behind me, mushroom. That's a 10. I rolled a 2. Wow. On the die. And then I was lucky enough that a D8 was an 8. That mean. That's amazing. The, um... Yeah, it, I think at that point, immediately, the, the purple just dwindles and grays. Uh, and you now have this woman's attention. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, and it's sort of a casual, she's just changed her posture to face you entirely. Um, if you could think about what she's thinking about, it might be, oh, here's the threat. And from behind her, the um, the old man steps forward, plants his uh, staff in the ground, and this uh, bolt of lightning jumps from his staff all the way down the corridor blasting all of you and so it, it it doesn't take any harm but it makes you all drop and you know take cover and so you're kind of in a, a disadvantaged position right now uh and he is now kind of just standing in front of this this entity i don't know what to call her a demon mm-hmm. and so I, mean, I just uh, want to remind you uh the skull and the gems how you how you destroy them all but you could try to take them down the hard way too oh, okay great this is because i was actually going to ask yeah. that i was like can we run for the place where the gems are because yeah. i would I love think... to like do that yeah well i think the other thing is um we have the answer to all of our problems right here which is organizing we split <laughs> up groups to go get the gems interesting Oh, so the gems are each on their own plane. Yeah, they're on, uh, yeah, and there's four different chambers. Actually, yeah. there's eight chambers that are mirrors of each other, but you know this because it's been mapped out for you. So, yeah. We each take right. a contingent of the union, uh, unionized members and say, mm-hmm. don't let them wrest control back from you. <laughs> now that you have seized it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we do the four of us scatter into a different uh, domain, or do we, the four of us, go in one and send union delegates to the others as a as a preparation for this what i would like to do is try and use my d8 conjuration to bring the gems back into our plane uh from the from the other planes that they're in that's fine so that when that's they're really so when we go to those rooms they're mm-hmm. there and we can grab them and don't have to fiddle around yeah with that and the threat is Zuckmoy because you have to do this to destroy her effectively so uh you can roll just against that threat okay um 
And bringing them in one place will be much easier, trust me. Uh, we only have so much time in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Figuratively, literally. 19 and 6 is 25. Oh, Damn. Damn. Okay. Uh, so, that's you. The gems appear in your hand. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> if that's what you want, you have narrative control. Um, Sarah just turns uh, to McFadden and goes, you could do this this entire <laughs> time? Why did we even come down here? Only when it was funny. <laughs> well, actually, the spell was to bring him into the material plane, but yeah. you tell me how you want it to play out because you have narrative control. Um, well, if I can okay. bring them to me, that that's great. Sure. Um, so if, if I can bring them... So what happens is uh, you see McFadden's eyes uh, look like they roll back in their head. They go totally white for a moment. And you can see his hands sort of reach out as if he's working a marion marionettes on there. And as he does, he like pulls towards him and the four gems uh, appear in his hands. And he sinks to his knees because this was a very uh, powerful spell across a, a great distance on there. And he sort of pants and says, looking for these? <laughs> the uh, the demon is bristling, and the old man is now scowling. Okay. What's next? Do you want to grab him and stick him in the yeah, skull like, and destroy here's, it? Here's the skull. <laughs> Let's stick him in there and, and take an axe to it. All right, try it. <laughs> so, can I negotiate wages right now for these guys over here before we destroy <laughs> you? All right, so yeah, it's your move. Um, and this is probably a will. Yeah, it makes sense. As you're trying to get the gems in before anything can be done about it. You're confronting <laughs> Zuckmoy. It's a will and a, um, and a balance. <laughs> Yeah. It's, um, it's can I throw in a charisma as basically rallying us to like stand firm in front of, you know, immense evil? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so take a D8 from Great. Sarah. And I'm going to say this is the end of our journey. <laughs> <laughs> so take a D6 there. Um, okay, so that's that. Can I give you a D6 for Scholar? Uh, about knowing a great deal about re uh, region, history, and people to explain the... the. I mean, I like, have that as a professional. Are you going to backseat gym place? Yeah. <laughs> no, That's I'm tired, but also probably like, oh, no, no. <laughs> so, so that would be... D -S -D okay. uh, I think it's a decent. Yeah, D so another D6. Will. No, it's going to stock this. Do you mm -hmm. need more dice? Yeah. Nope. I have plenty. <laughs> um... Now, don't run into the Tales from the Loop problem, which is you roll too many dice and they come up bad. <laughs> I mean, I've already come up with I mean, one. you're just putting it out there in the universe. Okay. so then I know who I am. I do. <laughs> so that's my D8, Sarah's D8, the D6 from the journey, D6 from professional, ranger. I actually designed the game so that you could Here, dump good. a bunch of polyhedrals. That was the whole point. Yeah. I want to be able to do that tactically. Just reminds me of playing a cleaver in heart when I finally got into a fight. I was like, okay, we're adventuring, adventuring, adventuring. I'm relatively useful. Oh, a fight happens? Bucket of dice. 
It's a 19. 19. All right. There we go. I, still I feel get like it's rude if it to, to come in on the 19, but like... <laughs> <laughs> so you've placed the gems. And at that moment, um, the old man unleashes a fireball. Just like, he's like, no. Can I use massive fireball coins? Yeah. That uh, Turbot is fair play. That he, uh, Mad, sees that there's a crack in the floor. And he just wants to throw his axe at it so they fall through. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they didn't jump up and down before casting a spell. They just know <laughs> the ground safe. This is a soft move, which means fire is coming at you. Yeah. You can do something about it. Like if you do this, you're, you're going to get probably hit with a fireball. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Just a little fireball, you know what I mean? Can I, can I shield him? You can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, roll for it. So, so am, I, am I using me melee, or can I argue for archery since it's uh, a range? If you're, yeah, if it's range, use archery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll use the bone dice because it's gonna screw me anyways. Uh, so he's a fighter. And then would I use the axe d6? Is that considered cleaving or no? Um, you're th well, you're throwing it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's he's not cleaving, cleaving that floor. <laughs> cleaving the floor. Well, only in the geological sense of cleaving. <laughs> The fireball itself is a threat because I I, I, I presented it that way. So mm -hmm. uh, that's what you'd be rolling against, Sarah. Okay, cool. Do you want me to roll that now or wait yeah. for him to? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. That is so, um... a 20. Oh. Yeah. And then for me, I've got uh, D6 from the spell, D4 from Will, D4, or D6 from I Can Do This All Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I get another D6 from uh, Religious Anti Fireball Sentiment? <laughs> Fireballs are against my religion. Uh, no, I don't think so. Not in this case. That's, okay. Uh, not really. Isn't religious. it a religious sentiment to save her friend? Uh, oh, I'm going to uh, give you well, my D4 for charisma. Yes. I yell uh, that. Uh, it, look out. It, it won't help. It won't help. I rolled a five, and the only thing that came up a one was the D4, so no re rolling any of the D6s to try and get a 10 plus. So. I, I with that shield. I think I'm going to make it bad on. So the shield comes up and uh -huh. the fireball goes through and it's like melts the shield and then gets you anyway. <laughs> He's thinking like, this is not supposed to work like that. <laughs> <laughs> you blister up immediately. It's horrifying. And I mean, it's, like, and it's starting to burn all of the fungus around you. So like a fire is erupted. Mm -hmm. um, and how does that make you feel, Sarah? Um, Pretty angry. <laughs> All right, so mark that, and then uh, you'll have to mark armed of force. I think in this case, okay. which is kind of a delayed reaction. I, I think um, I, I think that's a bit much. Don't mark harm. I'm going. I think I should mark harm. I yeah. mean, he took a fireball. That well, it is, it's harm to intent. It's not harm to body. Like you can have body harm without getting mm -hmm. mechanical harm in the game. And I think I'm going overboard. So yeah, you don't get harmed, no. but you, but you are in a big pool of fire, and it's going to suck in a minute. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, the, the, He's the thinking, like, why did we get rid of the water in that one room? <laughs> it was so soothing on your board skin earlier. Meanwhile, the axe is flying back. through the air, uh -huh. hits this uh, crack in the ground, and the the whole hallway crumbles. Mm -hmm. uh, so Zakmoy and and this other this old guy go tumbling below. Um, yeah, that's what happens. You don't see you don't see what happens after that. They're just below. So what next? What's next? Oh, I I guess 
the Union is probably scrambling to stay above ground, too. So it's a little bit chaotic right now. But what do you want to do now? Have we smashed the skull yet? We need to smash the skull. Yeah, smash the skull. All right. This is probably the last chance you'll get. I'm going to use my very last spell slot here uh, (laughs) on power to do a transfiguration. I'm sorry, to, to do power. Temporarily make a creature magically strong or fast. And I'm going to make uh, Mads incredibly strong to be able to smash the skull and the gems all, all at one time. I nice. wanted to see Sol- Swole Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let me see that. Anyone want to help me here? I've got the 2d6. Can I add my four since yep. I'm crushing? Yes. And I'm going to add my will to you. That's an eight. I'll add my charisma. Team cheerleader. That's a D8. So that's three D8s. <laughs> Crush the skull. <laughs> Crush the that skull. <laughs> I'm showing you exactly where this thing needs to be. All right. Extreme dungeon makeover. Ooh, okay. Uh, total of a 12. I mean, one of those D8s really paid off on that four. <laughs> All right. But a 12. So a... Uh, qualified success. You're super strong. Mm-hmm. Super crush. <laughs> you crush it. It, it, it. Immediately, the the uh, the weight of the air lifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even hear a screeching or anything. All of the fungus dies, and uh, the mist clears, and it's quiet, except for the rattling sound of a cane as an old man is crawling up out of the abyss. Um. Very like you're gonna throw a rock at the old man. <laughs> Him in the face. Stay in the hole. <laughs> and he goes, "This is your home now." <laughs> he kind of crawls up, and everybody's staring at him. And he says, eh, "I would have done it differently, but there's always next time." And he misses out of there. It's completely gone. Oh man. <laughs> I really thought he was going to say, I would have gotten away with <laughs> Oh, missed opportunity. I, totally it was was I, I entirely thought it was going to be your goal. That would have been so much better. Oh, well. <laughs> We're retconning it. That's what happened. We're like, I would like to spend, spend an inspiration. <laughs> yeah, right. oh, donated it to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kicking myself. That would have been beautiful. All right. Well, that's what happened. We'll say that's what happened. All right. Yay! So then, yeah, you get celebrated as heroes with all these gnolls and trolls and ogres and bugbears lift you up. And we're like, no, you're the hero for unionizing. (laughs) We're getting together. They're going to figure out how to change this operation. We're going to stop with the elaborate sacrifices. We're just going to rob and steal instead. You know, and they're already working on the structure. <laughs> Everybody's going to share. Well, they got to start somewhere. <laughs> all of the spoils, you know. They're going to go into a community pool. They're going to go into town and take all the spoils and then share it. <laughs> Great. Love it. But Love other it. than being like a family of royalty and dwarves, they're also remodelers. So, <laughs> you know, if you guys need anything around here, there we go. He walks out. around handing out cards. <laughs> <laughs> We can make a waterfall, not some stupid pool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you really want to introduce nature to your space. Uh-huh. You could open up the, the, the whole top and have, like, natural light. 
I mean, we put a hole in, you could have natural light all the way through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you strategically placed like reflect reflective sun uh sun holes uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um get some some you know underground greenery yeah that'll look nice it's good all right you made you, you know you changed some lives today Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> cool uh, well i think that's probably uh where it wraps we're a little early not too early um and you did make it to the bottom of tel- elemental evil Woo! You kept sucking away from leaving and causing mayhem mm-hmm. and destruction. And EUs will be back with some more shenanigans, I'm sure. <laughs> I just love it. Like, in the ultimate, it's not the other game. <laughs> rather than... Rather than just murder our way down. <laughs> <laughs> we created a union. Of the cultist underlings. <laughs> Even evil unions are good unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not only a union, but also a thriving dungeon renovation company. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We oh, the name that. of the company is Dungeon Masters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Dungeons and Decor. Oh, yeah. There you go. I love it. It is too bad I didn't go to the elemental planes and see the dragons, but there's always next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. There is always next time. All right, cool. Well, I think that's probably where we're wrap. Great. Um, not yeah. sure how to wrap. I guess we just, I mean, both ways. I don't know how to wrap up the game. I also don't know how to wrap. <laughs> Do we get character <laughs> epilogues? A character. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to know what shenanigans these wonderful characters all get up to. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you start? Oh, heavens. <laughs> I really think Dungeons and Decor what? is the thing. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I think, yeah, instead of like splitting off to do our own things now that the great evil has been defeated, we just start redecorating some dungeons. <laughs> like, like eventually we will make it to the Tomb of Horrors, defeat, you know, the great uh, lich down there, but not because we're worried about like the harm they'll do, but because we really need to renovate the space there. <laughs> Like it's not about the crimes against the law, like the laws of reality, humanity, you know, and all of the deities. It's about the crimes against, you know, good design. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, that, that fresco like... hallway was just too much for you. Yeah. It's oh like, yeah, we we had to start tearing that down immediately. We walk in, we go, Lich, please. <laughs> <laughs> I see a whole change for this. And then every dungeon we go to, we're also labor organizers. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like Absolutely. remodel your society yes. and mm-hmm. your space symbiotically. <laughs> space is a reflection of your society. And we bring um, employees that provide testimonials to what happens when we go through a dungeon <laughs> and unionize. My yeah. name is Kaveen. I was helped. <laughs> I was helped by the dungeons and decorators <laughs> and... Got benefits and more than a living wage. <laughs> we were going to desert, but they showed us the aid that they had to desert. <laughs> we were going to we were going to desert, but they showed us the power of making the management get their just desserts. You can have your diplomacy through meat pies <laughs> <laughs> and meat pies. Yep. Oh yeah, like there's it's we we have like two two main things we do it's um redecorating dungeons 
and fantasy food trucks. <laughs> <laughs> For the workers. Mm-hmm. 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 Totally. I think Fantasy Food Trucks is another game by a yeah. by a friend of the studio. So perhaps we'll we'll play that sometime. That's a great game. We'll have to come back to these characters in our games. <laughs> <Fantasy Food Trucks. laughs> totally. All right, great. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to D and D without the D and D. We went through the Temple of Elemental Evil. We saw maybe a sixteenth of it, maybe. So if you want to see the whole thing, I guess you know read it. <laughs> You could, I think it's like the remastered actually. version is on Steam. Hmm? <laughs> Fewer unions, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, still really bad frescoes. <laughs> All right, great. Well, do you want to sign off? Cool. Um, you actually have the sign-off sheet there. Uh, oh. and So, end of session. Thank There's you, two. Audience. There was a beginning and an end. Thank you. Uh, I'd also like to thank our chat mods. Yes, our chat mods that were. Didn't have any, but that's were. okay. okay. Well, but we'll take them anyway. Oh, awesome. yeah. I was here. I... I was keeping an eye on it. Yeah, me too. But uh, And thank you to our Patreons. Uh, and the Patreons keep us ad free and independent, which is important to us. It's because of you that we're able to play games and enjoy without worrying about publishing companies or system popularity. And you can enjoy, especially but when the system's popular, like, you know, the ones I make. It's cool. <laughs> it's, it's fine. <laughs> You can join their heroic ranks at happyjacks.org slash Patreon. Uh, and I have been Chris. I have been Eli. Hi, I am Pooja. And you can find me on the internet as Forgotten Saves. Uh, I play on Happy Jacks tomorrow and every Sunday as part of the Pinnacles Wild Talents RPG about superheroes and trauma. Lots of, lots of right. trauma. Everything's about trauma at the end, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I have been Rose. Uh, you can find me at uh, roserpgs.card.co, which is card with two R's. Um, you can also find me on old episodes of Heaven on High, our City of Mist actual play, where um, I played Aaron Kent and everyone else played Aaron Kent. And I'm Nick. You can find me also on card, uh, <laughs> sungrawler.card.co, I think is the, the thing. I've only been on this show in a while, but hopefully I'll see you all again soon. So uh, can I interject before the speech? Yes. Uh, celebrations must. to Kimmy on the any nomination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Also, well deserved. For yeah. Decima, yeah. If, if you're registered to vote for the Ennies uh, and you want to, and we think it's a great system. You should do it. It would be a great little gift for Gibby. Yeah. Yeah. Vote, vote. At this point, it's the finals. We don't know the finals. And then uh, everybody votes on the finals. And then they award at Gen Con. So jump in there and, and place your votes. And if you want to also get your hands on one of the top selling games on Drive Through RPG. Right. You can buy Demigods. Yeah, Demigods uh, mm-hmm. came out with a swing last week. So congratulations, Jason. That's Demigods awesome. by the wonderful Jason Mills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the Venerable. And where can we find Dungeon Caster? Uh, everywhere books are sold. Okay. Actually, uh, Drive Through RPG is probably your best bet. But uh, you can also go to Dungeon Caster. No. What is, what is my URL? <laughs> I've completely forgotten. www.dungeoncaster.world. <laughs> 
I'm here for the marketing. We, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, you can download the SRD for Dungeon Caster if you just want to use the rules without all the flavor and stuff. Um, and I'm in the middle of a 5e conversion document, which is also going to be free. And actually, I was telling you guys earlier, I think it's a little bit better than Dungeon. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to play it uh, 5e out of the box using Dungeon Caster. So look for that. Um, yeah, that's us. And, oh, uh, I think this is going to be weekly. Do we know? Maybe I shouldn't be announcing that. But the uh, one, shot one, one shot Saturdays, I believe, is going to be on a bi-weekly basis. Bi-weekly. Okay. Uh, so join us here in two weeks for the next two session weeks. and system. Or pay attention to happyjacks.com. Which is probably a better Or happyjacks on the socials. I think it's happyjacks. Yeah. Sorry, we're real good at this. Happyjacks.org. So happyjacks.org is the website. And then I believe you can find us on happyjacksrpg on, like, you know. Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, that kind of situation. <laughs> it will be announced. Yeah, and you can also Happy find Jacks. us on our wonderful Discord. Yes, Discord's great. We've been playing Elder Scrolls Online, uh, Rose and I, because of Discord, and you should join us there, too, because that's been all possible. Neat. Although she makes me stay up too late, so. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so happyjacks.org also has all of the other APs and the schedule, so everything's there. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, what, that's what it says. That's the show. Happyjacks.org slash shows to pick up any of our other old episodes and the previous incarnation of One Shot Saturdays. And then you can keep track of the new One Shot Saturdays where we'll be bringing you brand new adventures in new systems. Where we all drive our characters like we stole them. That's right. Mm-hmm. This show is a product of the Happy Jacks RPG Network. Visit happyjacks.org for more information and to find all our streams and podcasts.